0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission.
1: Tell your friends they can get their own copy wherever they get their podcasts.
2: We've still got a way to go, Chris. It's um, sort of, uh, do you think anybody has the answer? to get up on
3: terms with the the East Atlantic Racing Team. Unless they can figure out how to do six pit stops in the space (laughs) of three and a half seconds. No, I don't think so, because it's incredible how the race leader has done so many more pit stops compared to the in second, because that's a a lot of time that they've lost. But like you said, with their strategy, maybe during those code 60s, they played it to perfection. They saw what they could do here, and they kind of figured out, right, well... We've got to try this, you know. What's the what's the harm in trying it? And it seems to be whatever they try during those Code 60, during their rapid pit stops, but, it's worked out because it's the best time to do it. Right, the entire field is neutralised. No, no one overtaking. No one's going to come at you pretty fast. That you can take your time in the pit lane if you need to. But of course, that's not something that they did. They they found a strategy that I don't think anyone else thought of.
2: Yes, tr- quite true. Um, it'll be interesting uh, uh, to see how that's going to play out. Um, uh, DiBanks will be joining us in the uh, the pit lane in uh, a little while. Uh, we've got a little bit a bit of a break in the pits for the give the camera guys a rest for an hour or so. So uh, Dye Banks will be back on with us around about six am. Oh, we're still going. Okay, camera's still going, but Di won't be talking. She'll have a little break, and she deserves it as well. And uh, I'm going to step out for uh, a little while. I may be gone for a walk, and I may be gone for quite a while, or I might just throw myself at the floor and the back of the commentary box for a few hours, and uh, I'm going to hand over the reins to Snowy, who can sit down and talk for a little while. And look
3: at... Oh, God, he's taking his shoes off. I've got to get out of the box now. I would do the same thing, but I don't want to have to open a window because then it's going to get very, very loud. These windows do open, by the way. I don't... I don't think we want to do that at the moment. I'm, you know, I'm just just for the sake of this, I'm going to keep my sock. I'm going to keep my shoes on uh, for the I foreseeable can't believe future. We're Having this discussion at this, <laughs> this state of the race, but
2: uh, however, uh, but we're just going to wait for Stowe to get himself all collected here, make sure he's all comfortable. And uh, Chris, thank you for the last hour, and it's been a pleasure having you up here and also in pit lane today. Uh, it's been brilliant. Um, and uh, I probably will get to chat to you again before the end of the race. As,
3: um, you'll be heading off duty after a stellar stint. Thank you very much for that, my friend. Really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to having a, a break here soon enough and having a small nap myself before, uh, of course, the end of the race takes place. So Phil Anson hops out of the seat, and in his place will be Peter Snowden who, uh, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I've only just figured out what his actual name is. I've been calling him Snow the entire weekend. I probably should have asked him what his full name is before I started using a nickname, but uh, he gives me a cheeky smile, so I think I've, I've done the right thing there. Uh, I have noticed that Ahmed Al-Khaja is now behind the wheel of the 36, the Simpson Motorsport Audi. That is the leader in the TCE category, and they finally made their way onto the first page of the timing screen, which is fantastic news to what is a team of drivers who are, well, half of them are actually based here United Arab Emirates, some hailing from the country, itself, ha- some hailing from nearby Arab countries as well and it's fantastic to see more and more drivers enter these uh, races and these series uh, and actually proudly wave the flags of the Middle East around and it's just it's fantastic to see uh, Ahmed Akash, of course originally from Lebanon up into as we said the 36th position overall and again the class leader didn't get it quite had to have a chance with him uh, but uh, Peter Snowden has joined me up in the commentary box and I know, Peter you and I have been running up and down the pit lane has
0: you any last minute stories Did anyone come running after you before you enter the uh, the tunnel not quite the, uh, the very last thing I did was I did mention to uh, racing had they got another spare gearbox and uh, Charles Espinel just got out of the car and he just said uh, what for why? And he said do you know something we do And I said yeah I know that the Gets there's just fell and he goes well he goes they can take the one out of our spare car from Abu Dhabi last week. They want to take it out, but at this time of the race, they went, but they can have that for the rest of the race if they want. I don't think that deal's happening. But I was just trying to do a little bit of brokering there, you know, sort of keep everybody keep everybody in the race. We like that. A little side hustle exactly. there. Is the, exactly. You know, side side hustle. closing hours. So um, you've exposed me. <laughs> well, you team manager, duties. you should be used to this kind of stuff. What, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why I went back to driving. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but
3: uh, interesting though that the other Mercedes AMG has not had any relative issues that we've seen so far on our screen. They're a little bit further down the order, harder racing by SBS. Aaron Turner currently behind the wheel of that car, 24th overall. He's just come across the line as well. 13th overall, fifth in pro am. And I've just seen a personal best has popped up on our screen. Yes, I, I do apologise, I did hit my microphone. Uh, Martin Reagner in the Nürhacher Rennsport car is just done a 204536,
0: a personal best here. Yeah. When what is uh, essentially actually just before the break of dawn yeah i mean i, I heard you guys saying earlier and then you're absolutely absolutely spot on with how the race changes again that's sort of this this night time bit we're going to up to um dawn breaker at sunlight sunrises um seven o'clock i gather yeah and it will suddenly become a whole different race again until, until one o'clock. It's quite mad.
3: Yeah, and it's it's that time of day, like Phil said before, it's the challenge that the drivers had when the the sun is rising and there's that glow, and then you have the glint in your eyes, and it can really catch you off guard. Now, with doing races such as 12 hours or 6 hours, you may not have to, you may face it maybe once, but when you do 24 hours, you actually have to go through those stages twice because you've got sunrise and sunset. So there's two periods when you've got sun glinting in your eyes, and it can really throw you off it can be very very problematic and well fatigue is also settling in now as well with a lot of the drivers okay a lot of them have had a long time to rest i know obviously a lot of the quicker drivers have probably had a a bit more time to relax
0: yeah, I mean, as you probably know, that when you look out of the windscreen of one of these cars, we've seen it on the onboards as well. You get you get a very narrow field of vision, deliberately so, uh, because you, you you've got a dash. Your driver wants to be focused. You've got your your, your windscreen, the um, strip sunstrip with a obviously this one's 24-hour Dubai on it. But it's it's a very narrow window. It's almost like a, in the car's film. It's, it's that little bit there, pair of eyes on the dome. That's great during the day. Um, but as you said, when you get to that sunrise, sunset, it's, it's the haven't got much altitude change here at Dubai, but there are, there are a few bits, and it's just where the sun is. It can suddenly, on one leg, it can catch you, and you, you, you basically, sunrise or sunset, you cannot see what's going on in front, and you're doing 120 miles an hour, and you're thinking, I really should have listened to my careers advisor at school and had a, had a different job. Why, why am I doing this? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do remember that once I did a, Actually, the best one, that was in a 24-hour race I did at um, Spa, uh, Spot 24 Hour in 2003, so what's that, 21 years ago, in a Dodge Viper. And uh, the Viper packed up, and it rained in biblical proportions for 20 of the 24 hours. And the uh, uh, blanchemont corner there was up to the old bust-up as it was then, which was a very you know, tight, slow, 90-degree left, 90-right, and then out fast past the pits until they, they changed it. And it was sponsored by Proximus, a uh, Belgian um, Telephone company at the time, and they had those large vertical flags that you have all to do around on the circuits nowadays They were quite new then. On the left-hand side, I remember counting that there were seven of those, and that you'd got to pass five, and that the fifth, the sixth one, that was your breaking point, because you couldn't see out of the car. Doing 175, 180 mile an hour in the rain, thinking, I hope I've, ca- I hope I've picked up the first one. <laughs> <laughs> for real, is it too late. Oh no, I missed it. Yeah, I missed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. really, really. Why am I doing this? It's four o'clock in the morning, and really, I could be, I could be, I could be asleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never mind other sorts of nefarious activities. Just be asleep.
3: I see the uh, the Lotus there on the left-hand side of your screen. A very interesting car. Some interesting regulations for that car as well. But I think the most interesting story behind that car is what happened in the early hours of the morning. Actually, you know, it was just before midnight it happened. Didn't it? it had that uh, catastrophic uh, issue that it came in with yeah. the uh, the left front tire uh, not where it should have been the car was leaning heavily on that side as well uh it did take me some time get Stefan daste to talk to me about it but he was very open about it and he was uh, he told me everything that went wrong and uh, an incredible job of getting that car back around because that is no easy car to get back around with that kind of issue
0: what no no car really is it's just a. Uh... Uh, what was the exact issue? Because I, I wasn't actually on air at the time. But what, was the, what was the exact issue with it, Chris? So
3: I didn't quite catch him fully, but there was definitely... He, he had an issue on track. He hit... Something went wrong, and it went pretty much catastrophically wrong because the the tyre had far too much camber and it's pretty much coming off the yeah. uh, the suspension itself. They got that car fixed in the space of about two hours, so another great job from the team for a really quick turnaround.
0: I never, never with it never seems to amaze me. Almost... almost. It, it, it tends to be the case with, with the races, certainly the 24-hour races. We watched it with Muller, didn't we, at the very beginning, that, that constantly chasing that electronical problem, electronic problem, and they kept trying, kept trying to get there. And it's it's that all grove, and it's just like, out, done. You know, can we them, at some point, you, know, you the, the team manager or the technicians have to make a decision there and just say, right, we, we either can do this and we keep going, or we can't.
3: Speaking of issues, I still have a feeling that Kobe Powell's car is still struggling. I don't know if the team have found out what that issue is. If you have to look a little bit further down the order to find it, no, because Kobe Powell is still shown as the driver of that car. They have completed 271 laps. Uh, they've been in the pit lane for an hour and 48 minutes, so whatever issue they're having, it's still causing them issues. And again, a very strange issue. You know, they have something as uh, a, a, a steering issue that when you turn one direction works perfectly fine, but then when you do it, the power steering, for some reason, doesn't work. So a very unique and an, uh, an anomaly, essentially, for an issue like that to appear.
0: Yeah, I heard you guys describing that when I was walking up the pit lane, and, and I was like "He was, I wasn't on air, but I was trying, I was trying to process that of what, what what could it be? Because I heard you and Phil discussing it, just saying, well it's it's not it's not a rack, it's what well, it's it's almost, it, it's almost it's it's hard to process how, what that could be unless it's just a it, it, what they were saying it didn't it turned one way it didn't turn the other? It was like when you see the Audi It's almost re- like it's been seized, hasn't it? One element seized.
3: Exactly. And when you see the Audi uh, representative puzzle, then you see the driver puzzle, <laughs> the T puzzle, then you know like, okay, well this is a this is very strange. If if they don't know what the issue is, then how are they going to get it solved? Because, of course, they're the ones that build the cars, they're the ones that are constantly in it, testing, practicing, uh, racing the car as well. And, uh, of course, of course, Audi have a, a massive crew on site here with a lot of spare parts available. But when it comes to finding the issue that you can't find, well, it makes things a little bit harder, doesn't it?
0: Well, it goes back to what we were saying about the, the Mula car, um, that uh, when we, I interviewed the, um, the technician on there, on that on on from the team, and they were completely relaxed. And I was trying to work out the dynamic of what was going on, and they were all standing around the car, obviously attentive, but they, were, they weren't doing a great deal of work. And not suggesting they were remotely lazy. The reason being, once I had a little bit of greater depth to it, was it was a Porsche issue. So their point was, if you think about it logically, you have a driver issue, you have a track issue, you have a car issue, or a preparation, or a manufacturer. And at that point, it was they had to and it was just a process elimination. It's, it's just just, just a, a list. It's not it's not a question. It's not a blame game. But there was nothing that Muller had done wrong or could could have done wrong. It was something that was failed with it. It was a Porsche component because it was electronic. So they were just standing back into just and literally the great the great quote was. He said, "As long as the Porsche's engineer engineer's head is red, he was folly challenged as well, by the way. Um, so that is good, and I said and the reason being the metric was he said that means he's stressed which means it's still a Porsche problem he said when he becomes de-stressed it becomes our problem and I thought what a great little window literally into looking into the pit they just watching this car working there. and I looked I looked in exactly that moment of course you did and the Porsche engineer He was like a beetroot. (laughs) Trying to to find that electronic issue, yeah. But it's a portion point. It's a manufacturer issue.
3: Yeah, well, of course, when you've got customer racing like this, there's a lot of staff on hand that are the ones that have to solve the issue. When you've got factory backing, there's many people, but usually when you've only got one from a... Well, then they're the ones that have all the headache to deal with, like you said. Uh, So, uh, Simon Recker, the Estelant Race 19 pit stops, uh, which is... uh, Again, it's, I still find it bad. I know Phil and I spoke about it quite a fair bit. It's just incredible just how much time they've managed to get back, even though they've done six more pit stops compared to their closest rival of Sergei Borisov and the Proton-Herber uh, competition car, that is the 83. Ricardo Feller, the attempted racing car, third in class and third overall. Then we have the first of the Pro-Ams. as Louis Plato behind the wheel of the 22 car for Century Motorsport, having completed 402 laps, but he's been chased down by the number 95. The gap between them is 6.4 seconds, and of course, well, he's got his teammates close behind him as well. Sean Galile, though, is in the uh, GT3 AM category, uh, but of course, when you have backing from a fellow BMW M4 GT3, especially being run by the same camp, it makes things a little easier. Well, at least for. Uh, Lewis Plato with the 95 behind him. But then when Sean Gillespie starts to catch up to the back bumper of Lewis Plato, well, then it's a completely different story, isn't it? Now, Dennis Marshall in the car collection, most called Porsche, currently seventh overall uh, in GT3 and third in Pro-Am. Now, Mikapanu is the driver that uh, Phil tasked me to see if I could find out any information about the young man. The only thing I could find out about him is that he raced in the golf 12 hours about a month ago. And well, that's where the trail ended for him. now, I do know that he is relatively new to the scene of racing. I did receive a Facebook message from uh, somebody not too long ago, but unfortunately bought the wrong phone of me upstairs, and I don't have access to my Facebook because I don't remember my password ever, to be honest. Uh, but uh, I do know that he has very... Uh, he's not been in the industry for decades, but uh, two years is nothing really to shy about. You've obviously picked up a lot of things, especially if you're running as high up as eighth already.
0: Yeah, we have only got a look at people like uh, uh, Dan Lorne. Uh, who's you know, started racing in 2021 and he's you know already British GT champion yeah and he's got the right car the right team and century and Nathan Friedman but it shows it can be done it's almost it's almost to the point of like well all these people these these seasoned characters like you know myself and clearly have raced all these years oh no you need this no no you can't do it. you can't go in there it's so, like well actually who says I can't why not If you have got the right attitude and the aptitude, why not? Yeah,
3: and the skill set as well.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, it never seems to amaze me these these people who talked about Lawrence Tomlinson and uh, uh, and Sean Lynn yeah, and his beautiful collection of cars. And he's made his money elsewhere. Uh, Lawrence Tomlinson you know, turned Jeanetta around for me, uh, to me. A Janetta when I was when I was growing up, Jeanetta was a uh, you know, an old brand that made a few plastic sort of I uh, wouldn't call them kit cars, but they were in the day because it was the pre. You, won't this. you were not this. You're way way too young for this. Uh, Chris, do you know, what, do you know what predated VAT, value-added tax, in the U.K.? It's not a fair question, really. No. It was called purchase tax, yeah? And that's why they had, that's why the kit car phenomenon started. So things like Gilbans and whatever and Janetta's. You could buy a chassis and a body as it literally buy it in kit form, put your own engine in, whatever, but you didn't pay the purchase tax on it because it wasn't a complete car. So you built it up over the weekend obviously the government decided to change that again but genettas were at that point in the 60s 70s to me, that's what they were it was a, a quirky kind of fiberglass car that you could put a ford engine or an mgb or whatever you wanted to put in it and then Lawrence thompson made his money in care home business turns it all around and these it never ceases to amaze me what these people have their the, the, the fingers in everything almost and they've, they've got this mindset where they they obviously can get things done and delegate and say right we're going to build this brand it's a, it's a vision if you think about it, and look at these images, I'm just watching the car now on the screen. Now that very car, 795, that was sparking. Oh, did we get to the bottom of that, by the way? No, we never found okay. out the reason for that. Okay. But you, look what he's brought into, and he was talking yesterday to Die, wasn't he, about the uh, the Academy in America now? And it's like you know, we'll go, we'll go and build this. And you just how they put it all together, quite quite extraordinary.
3: Now, what's interesting to me is because, I mean, I grew up overseas my entire life. I might be English by passport nationality, but I've never spent any time in England. And looking at something like a genetta here, especially for the fans that are currently in attendance and have been here this whole weekend, a Ginetta is somewhat of an oddity to us here. We don't... Everything else throughout the field, except the Vortex, obviously, because we know that is uh, not an actual road car, but the genetta is pretty close. You know, you, like you said, they are kit cars, so essentially you can get a road legal version of these things. But genetta is... Somewhat new, but at the same time it's somewhat old because Jeanette has been racing in this championship or this series for a very long time. As yeah. long as I can remember, the Jeanettes has yeah. been around.
0: Yeah, yeah. And of course, they obviously go back to the sixties, and there's some great cars. And um, there's a Genetic G10 uh, that races with a with a massive Ford. I think it's a Ford V8 in the front. And uh, you know, Debbie Brown races that at, um, at Goodwood Revival. And it's it's something. It's about 175, 180 mile an hour car in a straight line. But on crosswise, it's not quite so good at the corners. Is that
3: what the Genet is supposed to be? Is there supposed to be a quick-handling car yes. in the corners, yeah. but yeah.
0: with a, a throaty V8? Well, well, not originally, no, because they, they were little Ford engine things, but like the Gilburn, so MGBs, Ford engines. So cheap and cheerful, you could go for, you know, a stock engine, as it were, uh, and great, because they, they were light, hence the construction, a little space frame and a fiberglass body, and that, that's continued through the architecture of them now. But, of course, what happens is just like, you know, Carol Shelby took, a, took an AC, a, AC Ace, and let's wall. that's got a lovely six-cylinder in it but if we just fatten the arches a bit it's, and sort of sick of v8 in it you're just like oh crikey but of course it became the cobra yeah and we all we all who, who doesn't love a cobra yeah. you know and uh but that's exactly what happened with the g10 it was just like take this little little sports car yeah why not just put a massive v8 in it have you got in a gt3 bentley yeah a massive v8 yeah, yeah. yeah. he's right Out, audi's got a v10s the the um uh mercedes v8s you know, it's, it's still it's still a theme that big big v8 in, uh, up front of
3: course and going back to the mercedes because they, they still they still run the g uh, the 6.2 don't they or the 6.3 is it with the uh, gt3
0: regulation cars it's a gt3 regulation cars, yes they're starting to phase them out in the road cars and i was actually i was involved with a little bit of mercedes stuff uh, only only a couple of weeks ago and um and here's here's a figure for you when when when, I'm, when i were a lad, and that's a long time ago so yeah, you know, all the photographs are in black and white as far as you're concerned Chris <laughs> the, the the halo figure for production figures of uh, uh, power figures out of a car was if you could get if you could attain reliably 100 brake horsepower per litre that was that was a good engine yeah that was like ooh, wow anything that was under 10 seconds to, to 60 was ooh, don't make it make it take notice now we have motorbike figures if so, you know under threes, under twos some certain cars, quite incredibly. Um, but when I was looking at the, the new the architecture of the uh, what is the A series uh, Mercedes engine, the little A class cars, sorry, and that they're a four-cylinder, two-liter, and they started at 420 horsepower out of a two-liter, uh, and they've now just going to use it into the new C43. Uh, so they're going to get going to move away from AMG, going to move away from the the V8 6.3. They think that we've been known synonymous with for years, and they've now with their technology, they've now developed a turbocharger that has a little. Um, I think it's a five or eight kilowatt motor, electric motor, on the turbo shaft to spin it or tip it at the right speed, so it d- takes away the turbo lag, and with that also it makes now. 476 brake horsepower out of a two-liter. That's ridiculous. It's what nearly 500 brake horsepower. It's such a small little I engine, know. a little
3: two-liter engine, you're churning out close to 500 horsepower. But we
0: say that. We say that. Formula One cars. 1.6 is 1,000 horsepower. Fair so enough. Why, why are we surprised really Yeah. You know, but in road cars it's it's incredible
3: i think it's that thing when you look at it from a, a race car k call they're throwing all the budgets out it there you know testing everything to see what will work what doesn't work can the engine actually withstand a thousand horsepower but when it comes to a road car you don't really think oh my four-cylinder engine's got 500 brake horsepower how much has your v8 got oh 150 that's nice
0: well talking to German manufacturers is very much uh there, Forte, today, we, 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 I heard you guys talking earlier. Is there, I think it was you, Chris, said there's going to be another German manufacturer win here. It would be, it'd be a, a very unwise man or person that bet against it, wouldn't he, at this point, because, uh, let's face it, the leading non-German brand uh, is the Team Parker Racing Bentley, with Max Lynn at the wheel now, which is currently in 12th, not even inside the top 10. You say so it's an Audi, Porsche, Audi at the moment, then a BMW and Porsches Uh, good old mix up there but it's uh, I think with the demise of the get speed Mercedes that was the car that was really uh, going to challenge the uh, Estelant racing team Audi Um, it's there are only two laps ahead, though. I was, I was, I was going I won't do the curse of the commentator. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause and rewind that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say what, what was going through my head. Uh,
3: yes, yeah, so the... There's rate, a long way to go. <laughs> yes, there is. Were, interestingly enough, we were talking about Genetti before. They are the second highest non-German manufacturer at the moment. They're the 15th at the moment, with Michael Simpson currently behind the wheel of the 795. But I think it might be an arduous task for him to tackle uh, the GT3, the 992 cars that are in front of him. So, so maybe not really look at the genetta but the Bentley it could be a force to be reckoned with we still do have seven and a half hours remaining on the clock they are a couple of laps behind because of a fair few issues that they had earlier on in the race but motorsport is motorsport we can't count them out just yet but uh, as you said uh, it's very it's looking very likely that we'll have another German manufacturer winning in the 19th edition of the 24 hours of Dubai here
0: yeah um, top uh, top 10 cars are all the all the GT3s um, I'd mentioned and Max Lane in the Team Parker car there in 12. That's because just snuck in between there is the is Fabian Dance at the wheel at the moment of the Red Camel Jordan's Porsche, which is the 992 category. Course that therefore, is leading that, and it's their 13th and 14th as well as first, second, and third in that class. And the leading uh, GTX category car is Michael Simpson in that Genetta we were talking about in the Torre Verde Genetta. Uh, yeah, currently in 15th overall, but Firthon GTX talking of which that's the is that the red and porsche that's in the pits at the moment i think it is that's no, the red camel look on the on the bonnet it's a slightly different livery. so this is the uh 909 car now it looks like a, a rotor change about to be undertaken on that car chris i don't know we call them rotors which just say rotors for uh our australian friend phil and uh, discs for us, I think we call them. Um, I think it really matters. Tomato, tomato, doesn't really matter, does it? I was going to say,
3: when you said the road rotors, I was thinking, isn't that a different part of the brakes that we change? A rotary engine,
0: way. I was thinking. Yes. Oh, yes, exactly. Don't <laughs> <Going back to laughs> matter, <at> Le Mans, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, we just saw the Get speed Mercedes drop off the first page of the timing screen, which moves the, well, one of the other Mercedes AMGs that had its own issues with transmission, Shane Lewis, now behind the wheel of the 85 for CP Racing, moves up onto our first page of the timing screen in 36th overall. Currently behind Ahmed Alhaja for Simpson Motorsport, the leader in TCE. Uh, of course, he's here, actually, this weekend for a little bit of redemption after what happened to him in these six hours in Abu Dhabi last weekend had a bit of an issue when he was driving behind the wheel of the and uh, well he's come back as we said before he wants to be on the top step of the podium and he's now doing it in a different category granted he's in the same garage uh, but of course he will be doing it uh, in style to say the least of course uh, with uh, some other local talents alongside him Fuck uh, Take Porsche is in as well. The 961 and Mark Davis is currently in the pit lane as well. They've just come in there, so that's not a likely pit stop. The new half of Rennsport, Porsche is also in. Marlon Ragnar-Ginger behind the wheel of that car at the moment. 13th overall in the 992 category. Uh, Red Ant Racing is in the pit lane, so you were technically you weren't wrong. You did have it right with the 903 being the pit lane as well. Uh, they're currently in, in from 17th overall. Fourth overall in uh, the 992 category, and of course we just saw pictures of Fabian Downs the 909 Max Orlin moves up into 11th overall Team Parker Racing in that Bentley Jason Hart I think's just got back what Porsche, it, indeed he has will continue on in 10th position overall. Mikhail Bamba for resume or the racing has got behind the wheel now of the 714 uh, taking over from the Kuwaiti driver who just hopped out of that car. There's Riker there across the line in the East Talent racing team Audi. Uh, race lead is by at least two laps to the good and well plenty of pit stops under the belt as well. It's just still every time I look at it, it, just it baffles me how they've done that, how they found the time to actually physically be this far ahead uh, looking through the time pages, though, it looks like Lewis Plato will have to owe us a pit stop in the uh, not so distant future. He's been behind the wheel for an hour and 35 minutes. The car behind him, Cosmo Pappy, has been behind the wheel of the 95 Bat just over an hour. Uh, the AutoTech Tech, number 962, the driver's been behind the wheel of the for one hour and 18 minutes, 116 for. Uh, Alex uh, Bukanchinov in the MRS GT racing car. And uh, further down, we have another car, the team captain, America, uh, Richard Edge, the 925 car in 27th, also been back behind the wheel for an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, closing in on an hour and 20 minutes is the Vortec V8 driver of Oliver Gomez in the 701. As we uh, now have seven hours and 25 minutes left on the clock, it's starting now to well, we're edging closer to sunrise, which is going to throw a spanner in the works for all the drivers, uh, not just fatigue, but of course the sun elevating up in the sky as well.
0: And just before Paul Troswell picked me up on this, because I, I know he will, and he's absolutely right to do so, the uh, his car, the bird Camel. Uh, 99 Porsche there, didn't have a brake disc or rotor change, just brake pads once they've viewed in there, in fact there's still a little issue with the, the right rear there just finishing that car off now, so that's now dropped them out of uh, well, obviously still leading the class, Fabian Dance, I think Fabian Dance stayed at the wheel of that, it's going off uh, down the pit lane now, I'm guessing it's going to go to refuelling, so the LumiRank will update uh, when it comes out of oh, yet, has gone to refuelling uh, that's just put them, they were just one inside there the gt3 so it's now uh, the top 11 cars are now all gt3s that's promoted uh, Maxwell Lynn in the team Parker uh, Bentley up to 11th overall so it's all it's all gt3 cars in the top 11 rankings as we stand there but I'm sure that it'll all I'm sure that uh, Bentley us a pit stop or two at the moment nice little bit of on track action there with one of the Audi's chasing the the KTM it's um uh, there's been a um, the it's been good racing, uh, I would say this 24 hours so far. Um, I, I would say there there hasn't been a great deal of sort of head-to-head combat. A lot of, there's been various battles sort of throughout, but often separated by you know, the, the time is going Not not been a lot of close-quarter combat, I would say, which makes driver put makes team managers very happy actually <laughs> yes. of course it does yeah yeah so when i was talking to charles now, and he said that he had a had a stonking uh, time with with one particular car he said but he said but he, you know he he kept sort of not necessarily blocking but it made it difficult and he said the point is he got he was he was three laps down the car in front so he said i said i just never get into racing with that if it. it's just one lap where's the point and he said and, and that's it was an, another insight into the driver's mind of how you've got to think and process and rationalize out there he said because the, the driver in them, the instinct was to you guys oh I want to get past the guy I want to get past the guy and he said but he said it's not position because it's two three left down on us anyway And it's, it's almost to the point where they said that, said that sometimes they, said they they had a they had a car behind them that was that was ahead of them physically but not on the track but lapwise and their, their pit came down to CP and said, a UK to let our guy buy, and Charles later said, hell yeah, we, what's the problem? You know, what's the, why hold it up? And it's, uh, and again, I think that's uh, slightly, slightly indicative of the um, the nature of Coventig, and they all work together. You know, you, can, you can go from one, you know, one, you used to call them Pratt Burgess, didn't they, down on the pit wall to another, and just say, you know, our guys behind you, there's, there's no point, you know, we're... we're, we're Two laps ahead or something. That's not racing, is it?
3: Let them through. I I get what you mean because we did see that one of the Porsches that was uh, that did not get to start yesterday due to contact, and actually the the team actually ended up borrowing a car from somebody else. It's got a nice sticker on the front of it, which I actually just read as a rental. Uh, But no, (laughs) one of the mechanics had to tell me that there is a complete sentence, Chris. You have to read from left to right, not just the one on the right hand side. So I had to go on the other side, and it said along the lines. Don't be gentle, it's just a rental.
0: Brilliant. (laughs) What a great strap line, yeah. There you go. So we're on board
3: now with the Heart of Racing. Now this is the, I have a feeling this is the sole Mercedes AMG. I think you're right, this is the sole Mercedes left
0: on track, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
3: Um, Only four of them started this race, and we're down to one. So there's
0: Darren Turner on board this at the moment. This is the 27 Heart of Racing by SBS Mercedes uh, in 23rd place. Uh, oh, it, I always forget that Darren drives quite a lot of uh, Mercedes leads as well, but he's all synonymous anonymous with Aston to me.
3: I think as soon as you hear the name Darren Turney, just automatically sue Aston Martin, isn't it? But uh, here he is this weekend. Uh, still same, same architecture. Before. Are you sure about that? Because this is the this is the it's very similar. Yes. But it just doesn't have the same engine, does it? Cause no, I'm going to get shot for that. One, that
0: I? <laughs> I guess, uh, yes, one. I think social media is going to light up now. There you go.
3: The, uh, the, uh, the GT4 one is the one that has yes. the same engine, isn't yes. it? For the, the Aston Martin GT3. Speaking of Darren Turner, well, he's just coming to the pit lane as well, so he's already on his way to come and get you. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he will. He will. Uh, So into the pit lane comes the heart of racing by SPS, the sole Mercedes AMG. Now, interesting enough, he was in the penalty box. Yes, he was, wasn't he? What did he do that was a little bit cheeky? Is there anything that's popped up on our screen? I don't think so. Maybe it's for track limits, because it was a rather short hold. It was roughly about five-ish seconds. So I he may have been paying for track limits, which has not been unusual uh, over the course of the weekend. Now I have noticed that the new half Rensport Sport car has been in the pit lane for quite some time. Fifteen and a half se- uh, 15 and a half seconds? No, 15 and a half yeah, minutes.
0: There was, you're absolutely right. There was a well, uh, there was a war- Yet yeah, there was a warning for car twenty-seven at five thirty-one. Uh, which is what we were now talking about uh, nine minutes ago. and That's a warning penalty, and it has been served. So that's the reason why
3: he visited the penalty box before he comes upstairs and shakes uh, your hands uh, after <laughs> those uh, Mercedes and Aston Martin comments. But, uh, uh, it's interesting to see what happened to the 988. Nor half of Red sports you said it's been in the pit lane for quite some time now. We haven't seen it out on the lane either so it's obviously inside the box somewhere it hasn't got to the refueling area either because 16 minutes is quite a long time even if you're doing refueling there uh, up the order goes the 962 but the have actually just come into the pit lane as well as they move moved to 13th overall Alex Buchanstock moves up as well in the MRS GT racing car he's going to have to come in soon enough and do uh, driver change as well uh, speaking of driver changes Rick Broik is now behind the wheel of the 909 so Fabian Downs is outs into uh, behind the wheel goes Rick Broic has been Red Camel Jordan's dot NL car. They're currently third overall in the 992 category. So those uh, brake pad changes did cost them quite some time because they were up there in the lead. Now Julian hunts is behind the wheel of the QMF by HRT um, number 931. That's the Qatari car. Uh, they are currently leading with a gap of a, at least one lap between themselves and their closest ride which is the 962 which has come in to do a pit stop and that's actually the car that we're looking at right now and now that,
0: that has had a brake disc change at the front right there I just actually saw that taking place unlike the uh, the red camel car that didn't And that a, you can see it on the right hand side as well So yeah. well
3: spotted there um So we know that they've had a a fresh set of uh, brakes on the front end of the car. Of course, those are the bigger brakes because that's where all the stopping power is, isn't it? Because all the weight of the car shifts to the front end. And, of course, those are the ones that probably wear out more compared to the rear ones. As I've said, there's more weight on the front end of the car, isn't there? Uh, so that is As the 909 that we're looking at now. As you said, that's the car now that's in third place overall in the 992. Rick Breuk is currently behind the wheel. He is a minute up the road from his closest rival of uh, Flint Chewing in the 908 car that's currently 17th overall. So uh, we could have a battle brewing up here soon enough.
0: that a be good, wouldn't it, as we get to head towards dawn? How far are we off, do you think we are? What did somebody say that was going to be... 7 o'clock we said so an hour and a half off an hour and 20 off that aren't we yeah and of course that will throw the spanner in the works
3: uh, Ollie, Ollie Webb now behind the wheel of the Simpson Motorsport 138 that again is the leading car in the TCE category, having completed 365 laps. I have to look quite a way long down, uh, quite a long way down the order to spot who is the uh, the car that's currently placed in second in that category, and that would be the Porsche Cayman. Is it? Yes, it is. It's the 718 GT4, uh, the SRS Team Sauber Sport. That was one of the cars that got caught out by the timetable change uh, at the start of the race. Currently circulating in 38th uh, position overall. So, uh, well, actually, I've just seen that they're actually shown as behind Dominic bauman's car. Now, that would mean they're actually technically behind Ollie Webb. But there looks to be there's at least two laps separating uh, those two cars. So, quite a long way to go there for the SRS team all-terrain so sport car. Now, the car that's in third in that category is the CWS Engineering Ginetta G55 of Colin White. I know that you had a quick chat with him uh, a bit before on the pit lane. That is the 278, and then is Tom Holland in fourth. Now, are those two in close proximity? No, because that's one of the cars. Uh, that's one of the Genetts that had a lot of issues over the course of uh, the uh, duration of the race that we've ran so far as well. Uh, so they've got a lot of catching up t- to at the moment. Now, we look further up the field now. We did have a battle in GT4 not too long ago between the uh, AGMC racing team by Simpson Motorsport and the Continental, Continental Racing by TTR car. Now, that position actually swapped. Flamin de Fio now leads that category uh, for AGMC Racing Team by Simpson Motorsport. They're currently circulating in 31st overall. And for some reason, I don't know how this always happens, but uh, the number 961 is always somehow in the middle of those two cars. I don't know how Nico Padonk always ends up the, the meat in the sandwich of the GT4 cars there. It's obviously a place he's comfortable with it must be because he just seems to always be floating around there, yeah. he's certainly going to be the cork in the bottle there as well for whoever's in a, whoever's a second with the, uh, the chequered flag waves in about 7 hours and 15 minutes but still plenty of time left on the clock of course the 902 car is quicker of those three so he should really get through uh, in due time but it just seems to me every time I look at the screen that car is always just nestled in uh, between those two cars, Darren Turner has stayed behind the wheel of the hard racing by SPS, the 27 car uh, now in 24th position trying to climb its way back and get some laps back. Greg Gorski now behind the wheel of the HRT performance car. Yeah, Oh no, he's been out in that car for a while actually because he's done that for 44 minutes. Uh, Salah Marquette B is behind the wheel of the 971 and uh, that is the car that's currently in 8th position overall in the 992. Now I wanted to go up the order a little bit as well because I wanted to see where Alex Bukhunchdor is because he is climbing his way up the order but he's now 14th just behind Michael Simpsons so, but I think he would get that lap back on him. No, it's saying one minute 54 seconds, so he's still a lap behind Michael Simpson before we can get that back. As Into the pit lane comes the 95 from fifth overall. So we have two cars currently in the pit lane, but still that 998, which has been in there for an excruciating
0: amount of time. You mentioned Darren Turner there in the comment, uh, I think we're down in the pit lane, that uh, uh, I've gotten into to at the time of... Um, Stay, stay racing because it's the it's the easiest job in in the paddock. Uh, and it, I mentioned it was Darren Turner. Was actually, was, I remember there the conversation a couple of nights ago. It was Darren Turner recounting that Steve soper had said to him very early on, "Race as long as you can because it's the easiest job in the paddock. Don't get involved in anything else." So what do you do? Went up and built a simulator business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a bit of a twitch there from one of the Jeanettas,
3: uh just in front of the onboard well, of Darren, yeah, exactly. Now. That looked uh, quite worrying because, of course, uh, a lot of the Jerez have been having a lot of issues, especially those CWS engineering ones. Now, that it, could that be now more issues for that car there, and it is quite uncommon to twitch like that through a corner.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's slightly showing. I mean, it's, it depends on what it can be you now. Obviously, that car 220 on was the two. It was a 278 car that had the issues with the. Uh, anti roll bar that had, had snapped literally. Uh, it, it, it wasn't even a link or a drop link on it, it was the anti roll bar itself had snapped. And on that note, it was quite funny we were interviewing uh Colin White because he'd obviously forgotten that he needed to do that as well. We we're talking to him about the power steering, and he just went, It was almost like it was like tomatoes, oh, gotta put those on the shop, mustn't forget milk. <laughs> it's like, and he went, Oh, I need to go and do that, must go. Sorry, That's <laughs> just like, it's just. Wow. <laughs> as you say, so commentators helping preparers get their preparation guys, get the car sorted. Fantastic.
3: you You got to go pick up your uh, check from them after
0: that. For no, a I, don't, don't, I don't think. Well, if it is, it gets divvied up amongst the commentators. Trust me. It's like it's like tips at the pub, isn't it? It's divided between all the staff equally. Yes, we work as a team.
3: Simon <laughs> uh, so reckon now is still in the lead, but it looks like that gap has come down to about a lap between the top two now. So, Pro and Herbert competition Sergei Borisov. Well, lead has just got to cross the line, so goes back up to Two laps difference between the 54 and 83, but Sergei Bor- Borisov, excuse me, is trying his best to try and reel in that 54 car. Uh, Freddie Thompson now behind the wheel of the Toro Verde, Janetta, the leader in GTX, having completed 401 laps, and then we have an Einerhoven behind the wheel of the Van Auto Tech number 18 position, the number 962, excuse me.
0: Chris, there. very quickly, sorry, which, which colour Janetta was it that Darren Turner had the? That- in front of when it had the twitch. It was black. Black. So it was the 278 car, because just watching the onboard with Darren here, he's just gone past the 277, and I don't think he's done that that quickly in a lap. So uh, even so it sounds like it was the 278 car, i.e., building up that which you said, of that was the car that had its issues with its power steering and... and uh, Anti robot at the same time, so I'm hoping there aren't any issues with that. So uh, let's have a look at the lap times of that car. So Owen Hissey was in that car, this is the, the 278, which I haven't got on my screen over this side. Have you got it? You got it down You're looking for the 278 two, eight, CWS.
3: It is. I see the 227. There's Cotton and White in the Genetta G55. Last time ran at 240. So two. Seconds slower than their, than his personal best behind the wheel of that car, so not too much off the pace there. But uh, that twitch that could be sending some alarm bells off uh, here and there. I mean, it's a possibility that fatigue could also be setting in as we uh, fast approach. I think
0: fatigue sitting in with the commentator as well, as in A.K. This one, I didn't realize that. A, so I'm, I'm used to doing pit lane. I don't know. There's a thing here called a mouse. And it has a wheel on it and if you if you roll your finger across it that way it moves the screen down to the bottom and doesn't just leave it at the, at the 36th position on the grid it's witchcraft I didn't know these things existed
3: we need to get touch screen up here so we can do the same thing on the screen so we just scroll straight up so we can actually see this, the bottom half of the timing screen because I'm, I'm currently using my phone to do the same thing so I'm currently having to scroll up and down being, uh, to being see being somebody that
0: uses a, a fruit based system of, of IT if you know what I mean I'm not mentioning any other brands are available too uh, I'm I'm not used to I haven't used a mouse in probably ten years. So I'm used to a touchpad type thing. So I was like, well, what is this? I honestly for a minute and then I dismissed it really quickly, I wondered if it was Phil's wallet. But it's he it, it, wouldn't have left that here, would he, now? <laughs> no, I don't think he would have. 278 is oh, having that. Hang on. Big issues, absolutely sorry about right, that that huge moment there for the two seven. Is it is it Mark Griffith in this car now? Is it Mark that's uh, in the car, we've got to use the mouse of dreams yeah, up going. here No, it's Colin, it's Colin himself, it's Colin White in that And they're actually their uh, 40th and 41st in positions They're running in tandem as team efforts, uh, 278 and 277 in that order uh, but Colin White having a massive moment there As you quite rightly pointed out in the, uh, in the CWS Genetta. It is his car, it is named after him, CWS Colin White Services uh, they stand in uh, some Glastonbury way, isn't he? Um, These dismantlers. Now, just watching it exit there, nice and tidy again. Now, he had one of the big moments, very, very early on in one of the first qualifying sessions, I think, on Friday, didn't he? That this car was twitching around a bit, and we, we we went and had a chat, and he said, "No, no it's just, just me getting used to it and the circuit and whatever." And it was very, very sandy there. But just just watch. Looks to me like he's taking a very careful apex there. Where is he on the track at the moment? Let's have a look. Uh, 278, he is just turn, turn 16, me. isn't he? Yeah. So he's coming through, so you've got the, the 14 and 15. You do a, a left hand, you stay, stay centre of the track coming at turn 14 there. That's the, that's the big So You've got the 12, big fast run down through 13, pretty well flat out in a GT3 car. Gorgeous. Uh, and then that big bowl, that pull up for uh, 14, you then sort of come out of 14, you don't go to the right-hand side of the track, you stay central. I just noticed that Conan White just seemed very slow through 14, they were very cautious with it. Uh, maybe it was just a, just a just an anomaly. Might be, as you say, getting tired. True that, and he did come into the pit lane, did
3: he, as well? So, as you said, it's probably fatigue that might be setting in here at the moment. Uh, for the races, of course, it is now fast approaching seven hours to go here the Dubai with Seven hours, seven minutes to go on the clock. It's about to go 6am local time. Good morning, good afternoon good evening from wherever you're watching around the world. We'll be saying good morning. It, well, actually no, it's, it's almost 6am. We can't officially say good morning here, can't we? Uh, it's good evening still technically if you're watching in the UK. If you're watching in Australia, I'm pretty sure it's Monday already if I'm not mistaken and of course you're watching somewhere over in the Uh, In the US, you're still uh, you're probably just waking up for uh, uh, your. No, no, you're having lunch now, so wouldn't it be in the US right now? Um, Into the pit lane, though, comes we can't see behind the flags. Who is that? That's making their way into the penalty box. First of all it disappeared out of view now that was sergey borisov the proton herbert competition car now that's interesting that they picked up a penalty because they are the second place car that is not their pit box their pit box is a lot further down the road a short hold there so give it will take about five seconds and the car will now make its way to its pit box and it looks to me there will be a driver change taking place as well so sergey borisov after a fantastic stint behind the wheel will relinquish duties to the next driver who will see who gets out or will get confirmation once they exit the fuel station on who that driver is and incredible enough it's the only car currently in pit lane as well before we hit the 7 hours to go the only other cars that are kind of in the pit lane are the ones that are having some sort of issues and they've been there for quite some time I have noticed that the 701 has just made its way out of the pit lane and off he goes that was a very quick stop
0: yeah that's what you need, nice nice and efficient I've said it a few times in the race and uh, forgive me for repeating it again, but it is the adage of sports car racing of stay out of trouble on the track and stay out of the pits, and that's that's what you need to do. Um, I think it was uh, Christopher Haas that was saying that earlier uh, when we were talking to him, and uh, and then of course the uh, the Fabian Schiller, uh, I spoke to, well, spoke to the two of them consecutively, and it was the curse of the commentator because the gearbox then went in the, uh, in the, Audi, in the, in the uh, Mercedes, and so I was like, oh, I really feel bad for that one. Thank you, thank you Andrew for setting those two up. <laughs> You said that, Christopher Haas said that,
3: they spend uh, less time in the pits. They're the ones that have the most amount of pit stops as well. So is he contradicting himself, perhaps? Or is that all just a game, just to psych everyone out and be like, no, this is what I'm saying, this is what the strategy should be, but we're going to do something completely different. As we see the GR Supra... Uh, that is the geneta number 795 going around the outside through turn eight now that move actually happened through turn six and seven okay there's the 797 going through puts them 17th in class is that correct
0: a bit further no can you believe chris that pit stop you just mentioned is the 900th pit stop of the race
3: Nine, have we really done 900,
0: 900 pit including all for all participants? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to smash the thousand before the end of the race. It's a
3: very interesting statistic yeah. that we'll reach before the end of that. thousand picks up that's, that's very very interesting. That I wonder how how much time that means that we spend in pit lane in total if we're doing about averages. What, it will take three to four minutes if we're not doing any servicing.
0: It's, it's a great stance actually to think of when, when you think, I just saw the numbers click over I thought, oh, interesting. Um, when you try and explain to a layperson what it is we do when you when they talk about you're going commentating, we're doing this. So what, Because most people, are just, they're just so Formula 1 generic, that's what they know. They might know about, about touring cars, but everybody knows about Formula 1 or have heard of it. Uh, you can get some people, you mention them all and they just go, no, look blank and you think, how can you've not heard of the world's greatest motor racing? You, you must know Formula One, Le Mans, and Indy 500 as a minimum. Sometimes we don't, but you try, I, always, I always try and use stats like that in the context of Formula One. Right, it's 20 cars, one driver in each car. They stay in the car all the race. People are just like, why wouldn't you? It's like and they do an hour and a half because what, 200 miles or uh, two hours, isn't it? Grand Prix, how long it lasts? And I said. Try doing a 24-hour, go for the whole day. You, know, you have over a thousand pit stops, three, four, five drivers a car, it's different strategies, different classes, and they're just like, sorry? So, oh, some of the races we have, you know, it's NLS races, okay, they're only four hours, but we have 140, 150, 160 cars starting, and people look at you, are you are mental, saying, what? You have 160 cars starting. Yeah, yeah, that's quite normal. But they're all the same time. No! No, no, no. It's... Uh, it's rather... It's rather like, have you ever seen that sketch of Robin Williams? The late great, suddenly missed, Robin Williams, describing golf. And basically getting a stick and a, and a small... A wee, a wee ball and knocking it down to a wee hole this mile away. Like, so he explains it so well, and the person he's explaining to just says... you do this once? Oh, no, he says, 19 times, ta- 18 times, Yeah, just go and do it. You just think, how do these things come about? Who ever came up with the idea of this, 24-hour racing?
3: Someone who really wanted to put a car through its... through its paces and to say, well, oh, how is that? Why do we have a race instead? Exactly my point. Why that, we get... Exactly the point. Yeah. Why would we test endurance of a single car when we could test the endurance of hundreds of cars? I mean, it must be great for manufacturers to come in here because they can they can learn so much. Because one car might have an issue with the transmission, one might have an issue with the brakes, and of course, there's all a learning curve for them. that it eventually trickles into the cars that we use on a regular basis.
0: Of course, it does improve. You know, obviously, you know, the, the age-old age adage of, you know, win on Sunday, sell on Monday, still applies. And it, but it does it. Does it does improve improve the breed. It improves the road cars, and you think of all the things that are developed through racing and motorsport for for performance. But bring us, you know, just disc brakes. I mean, Jaguars back in the fifties at Le Mans would come on through. You can't imagine, you know, a non-disc brake car now. You know, just, just they aren't they aren't about. You know, very occasionally you might have some smaller cars with drums on the rear stop, but even that's getting less and less. But you think of just just the safety aspects that have been involved through motorsports as an application for performance in the first place but manufacturers have then used it as an arena and a theatre to do that and then pass it on down to the road and it's, you know, all the safety systems we have now, ABS braking, you know, ABS was on the road developed by Mercedes in 1979 but it's on race cars now, it's variable, very different to a road version but the principles are the same, it's there, what does it do? It's, it saves lives, that's the point, yeah. sells cars and they're safer cars and yeah, that's one of the things I've, I've noticed over the years of being a really old man now um is that how much cars have changed road cars have changed immeasurably in the last the last 20 years it's just incredible and a lot of it's all based on this stuff on the track
3: you say 20 years look what's happened over the past few years how we've evolved as as cars in many different ways whether it be gearboxes engine types Uh, the way a car looks in terms of safety, you know, cars have gotten a lot more safer, we've lost a lot of the Boxiness of uh, or some of the most iconic cars ever built. We're we're witnessing the end of the wagon era. Wagons are becoming a thing of the past as everyone looks for more crossover based cars. As now into the pit lane comes the leading Audi R8. We did see Marcus Winklehawk was patiently waiting about two laps ago for Simon Wrecker to come into the pit lane. The East Talent Racing team have bought their car now for the 26th time. It's incredible how they are still uh, two laps ahead, but actually made that three because Ricardo Fella at from Attempto Racing has decided to follow them into the pit lane as well, by the looks of it. Or did he come in beforehand? I think he may have come in beforehand, but there is a Mark uh, Winklehock there. Opens the door, assists... Um, Simon out of the car, puts his insert in, and uh, he will get in. I see uh, Simon's a bit more reserved when it comes to the seat, so he's not flinging it through the garage and trying to hit I mean, hit something with it. Uh, he just gently rests it next to the car, but then maybe he's conserving his energy for a stint later on this uh, in the race. Uh, a very, very quick pit stop there for the 54, and that's probably how they've been able to do so many pit stops so far. That was mighty quick. They were in the pit lane for well they did that from pit in in well less than a minute they they were in the pit lane and they stopped did a driver change and into the fuel station impressively fast uh, to get that done so quickly uh but of course second place also with them there the 99 of attempted racing ricardo fella uh, uh jack barlow now behind the wheel of the uh, the century motorsport not country motorsport century motorsport it says on the screen here chris uh in that is the 22 car uh they are now fourth overall and leading pro-am still uh car collection motorsport currently second in that category dennis marshall behind the wheel of that car uh, a gap of four minutes and 17 seconds between those two. And then Sabino DiCastro behind the wheel with the 95 car currently circulating in third in that category and sixth overall. Uh, Michael Jonston in the second of the Century Motorsport cars. The BMW, uh, the number 14 down in seventh. there's uh, uh, Wilfred Freena from Centrelok junior team in the Audi in eighth place. 3 in the Haas RT car. That's one of the top four that uh, Phil had his eye on. That's the one that hasn't had, uh, well, is not out of the race just yet. I'll touch some wood before I finish that sentence. Uh, but it hasn't, it's not exactly been a perfect race for me that they've had their fair share of issues. But they've also done a fantastic job to stay within the top 10 again. And Jason Hart actually rounds out the top 10 for Huma Motorsport there in the 50. Now, in terms of the classes, GT3 leader is... Uh, now, Marcus Winklehark, who's behind the wheel of the 54. In ProAM, it's the Century Motorsport Jack Barlow, down in fourth position. In GT3AM, it is the Michael Johnston Century Motorsport car, currently in seventh. Uh, the leader of the 992 category is Johansson, the QMMF by HRT Porsche, currently circulating in twelfth then we have to look back to 17th position for freddy tomlinson the tour of vide the leader of the gtx category and then we go down to the leader of gt4 which is david pogosian in the continental racing by ttr the 496 has retaken the lead actually in gt4 it seems to be in the 496 the 438 constantly swapping positions right when we're not actually looking at the screen and rather looking on the action that we're seeing on the screen rather than the timing screen and ollie webb is the leader in tce here at the Dubai autodrome and i'm feeling that's all the classes that we have here yes indeed because the last car that i see here is a gt 4 car and that is the century motorsport m4 appears uh, johnson who unfortunately is out of this race
0: Now, extraordinary we heard you mentioning uh, the temperature earlier on and it's uh well, we're an hour off sunrise yet, and it's already 22 degrees. But it's only going to go to 27. To put it to today. So uh, yourself and Phil talked about this earlier. That it's not actually dropping that much during the night. you know it into, I think, you said low teens at best, or mid low to mid teens. And there, there's, it's proven. It's you know, an hour off sunrise. It's still only five degrees less than it's going to be at midday.
3: It's interesting. The weather here uh, this time of year is quite odd because usually around January, February, okay, bit to December, it does get a bit cooler. We've had some cooler days here, but it just doesn't seem to be that cool here tonight. And as you said, we're already at 21 degrees centigrade. We're already going to go to 22. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we're going to go to as high as 27. Like you said, we're only five degrees off. It is honestly still warm. Okay, I do find it a bit cold downstairs. That's why I'm running around in uh, trousers and the, the sweater, obviously, because this is cold for us here
0: essentially but it's not as cold as it could be yeah I just, I, it just it seems quite a constant it doesn't uh not drop so much i mean usually sort of in the in the desert it can be very high in the day and very low at night and it uh, doesn't seem to be doing that here which uh, i wonder if that's had a difference on strategies and tire works that we were talking to was there, uh, uh was christopher harz i was saying that the, the the deck on the tire the degradation was really high uh, in this race which they're not used to um, there was a little bit with a sand abrasion very early on but obviously that that most of that's gone uh, now um, So we are just say just coming up so we're just under the seven hours to go mark now um, In the moment since I mentioned the 900 pit stop. We've had eight more by the way So 908 so exactly. that
3: means we yeah. are let's do some quick maths Is that 92 pit stops away from reaching a thousand I, I was like, do we need to bring a calculator? I've got something called a phone. I could use a calculator on that. I think that'd make it a lot easier, wouldn't it? It's like the whole mouse situation phone, exactly, calculator. Exactly, the exactly, same yes. thing, isn't yes. it? Um, we're looking now at the 909. This is the Rick Breukers driven car. They're currently second overall in the 992 category. They're a little bit further back from uh, Julian Hunter by little, I mean, two laps behind that car at the moment in the QMF by HRT. Marcus Winghorn, there indeed behind the wheel of. The race-leading 54 now ahead of Sven Müller, who's got behind the wheel of the 83, the Proton Herbert competition car. The Ricardo Fella stayed behind the wheel of the attempted racing car, so no driver change for them. Just a splash of fuel. Well, probably a bit more than a splash of fuel because we're not uh, that close to the end of the race just yet. We're about 53 minutes away from uh, the sunrise. I think that's where things are getting quite interesting. I've noticed that on our screen, uh, Alexander Bukanchdov. Uh, for MRS GT Racing has been behind the wheel of the car for one hour and 48 minutes. He's definitely going to have to come in and do a pit stop soon and do his driver change. Uh, Jörg Viermann from Pro Sport Racing, the 901 in 26 overall, 20.6 seconds from uh, Bob Herbert, uh, is into the pit lane now. So is that a change of position? It could be. No, it wouldn't, because the... Team Captain America car is a little bit further back. Now, I do, I I probably should have asked this, and I know the question was, why did they do it? I I, I get that, obviously, they're they're fans of it and everything like this, but I would have thought if you're going to decorate a car, you know, cover a car, livery it up with a superhero, I'm pretty sure if you're going to do a race car, I think the Flash is probably the best option to do. Not Captain America, but I don't know. I'll be honest, it does look very cool, though.
0: Well, there's your answer, then. That's all we need to do. It looks very cool. Somebody else is being very cool, by the way. We commented on this before. You guys, ended on Jack, Jack Barlow on his return to racing after uh, nine years away at the tender age of 28 now upon his return, not when he even left. Uh, just to put a perspective here, they're running in fourth place in that Century Motorsport BMW, and a number 22 car. Um, Sven Muller, you just mentioned, in the uh, hoop competition Porsche. Sven Muller is... Is a pro, pro, pro. Let's just say, exaggerate for clarity. Yeah, uh, his his last lap was a two o one nine. Yeah, Jack Barlow, it just gone slightly different. Actually. It was a two o two three. Sorry, two o two two. It's only three tenths different to Sven Muller in a M4 BMW that he's had not a massive amount of seat time in and hasn't raced for nine years so i'm pretty sure he shook the rust off quite fast well, see, exactly i don't don't think there was much rust there but was it or he, or he laser yeah. cutting off yeah team verde <laughs> <laughs> the car would have to be green wouldn't it
3: <laughs> car 96 now currently in the fueling station darren turner's come into the pit lane that is the 27 remember that car was in for quite some time for those of you tuning in and are rooting for mercedes amg unfortunately you're down to just one car in the race and that is said car the 27 of darren turner uh, they have had their own issues though in the race but they are still running for the time being as you said currently running at 23rd overall now we do have Jorg Wim behind the wheel of the racing car now we're currently looking at the 901 that's the car in question that we were just speaking about this is a car that's 11th overall in the 992 category and 7th uh, in no yes they're 7th in the class because they're all listed as AM so yes so they are no they're 11th in class but 7 in AM apologies there Um, that's where they sit at the moment Uh, currently down in 26th position but uh, it looks to be did you spot the brakes coming off of that as well? Were there any brake pads that were removed? Or they were just checking the, the rear side of the car. Maybe an oil change, perhaps. Uh, maybe, maybe adjusting a few other fluids here and there. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, what we can get from that. Marcus Winghawk there across the line with the 420 lie completed here around the Dubai The 54 still leads. There he is working his way around now excuse me that is turn one which has been quite interesting to say the least over the course of this weekend it's been relatively instantly free actually for the last couple of hours which is very good news for us don't in the box. do it
0: don't do it
3: I'm touching the table I'm touching yeah. as much wood as humanly possible should I go grab another table, actually? Yes, I'll grab two, just in case. Um, Dreaded curse off. But uh, continues on in the lead. Uh, Sebastian Gorgo, who's got behind them with the car collection, Motorsport, now in eighth position. Didn't actually get a chance to speak to him um, while I was down in the pit lane. I just always called him at the wrong time. Maybe he was having dinner or he was just having a rest somewhere I thought you know what it's best not to interrupt these uh, drivers as much as possible of course he's done a lot of racing here in the United Arab Emirates he did Carrera Cup Middle East last week uh when we were here in the Dubai Autodrome uh he also did Golf Pro Car a couple of uh, I, I want to say a couple of years ago but I don't think it's that long ago I think it was only last season he actually did it with us but interesting enough I don't think he has a lot of nighttime experience so this is kind of a new thing for him now and I think they've probably put him what could be Possibly the worst time to do, to do his stint because with not much experience racing at night, he's going to have to now sit through the sunrise here with the sun glinting in his eyes. Uh, but uh, we'll keep a close eye on it and Sebastian going to see what he can do here. Of course, he does have a bit of track knowledge around the autodrome. Didn't fare too well, though, in the Carrera Cup. Uh, Middle East race that we have had a big issue but interesting enough he was very quick with ABS turned on but when ABS was turned off that's when he started to struggle ever so slightly uh, with the car but uh, here he is this weekend racing in the Dubai 24 hour and he's currently circulating in a very respectable 8th place after having completed 21 pit stops there looking to climb their way up the order and they sit just ahead of the Haas RT, the Mathieu de Tris, uh, the number 21 car currently, as you said, in ninth position. Now, Darren Turner is in the pit lane, and it looks to be a bit of a lengthy one, but I assume this is something routine uh, for that car because it has been circulated for some time, and no doubt something needs to be changed on that car before they send it out again.
0: Well, it's hardly surprising. Uh, I think it probably need brakes at some point. Uh, the Porsches are. Uh, we're talking to Paul Treswell, uh, sort of early on in qualifying as to what the trash was, and they're saying, uh, he was saying, for their, their Red Camel uh, car has 100, Porsche recommend 100 hours on the gearbox. He said, but we'll talk about trash and how you think of things as a team marriage and whatever. He said, but, he said, that gearbox had finished Abu Dhabi last weekend with 102 hours on the gearbox. So it's a, how vital is it? On the basis that it's had some new it's had a strip down part way through and had some new bearings and bits and bobs in it, as it puts it, had some new components, it's not done exactly hundred and two hours. So their view was it'll do twenty-four. But it's you know, all that's lived and thought about in terms of the heart of racing and that and all the teams that we have these ideas, you know, have literally everything logs to what it's done of you know, is why, why would you go and put a 24 hour race the hardest race on top and we saw the Mercedes they've had trouble with the gearbox the get speed it's retired the car CP had just over an hour to do that one to do their gearbox um, oh right now that, that's the thing I didn't expect we're talking about money now now Phil, Phil Anson we should really film this it's just come, I've actually got my hands on Phil Anson's wallet which we, we didn't know I think I'm, ho- I'm going to hold it away because there's so many moths flying around in the commentary box right now. That, yeah. Is Porsche it's a, design. Yeah. yeah. You, you can tell. You tell it. It's not faded at all. It's never really seen daylight much, has it? <laughs> that was a joke for those that were there. We saw this mouse on the desk. And I thought it was Phil Anson's or Phil's, uh, wallet He just he just bowled into the commentary box and slammed his wallet down. I thought he was buying around, actually, Andrew. I know That's this. Good. I know this is.
3: This will probably be wildly off topic. But I wonder if you then, if you saw my wallet lying around, what would you think that is then if you thought uh, the Phil's, ma- Phil's mouse was a wallet?
0: It doesn't surprise you that somebody like you has a wallet like that, <laughs> given the shoes and shirts and socks that you seem to be drawn to and watch. You can't forget the watch. Yes. And the sunglasses.
3: And the sunglasses, yes. Uh, and Diane is down in the pit lane. She's uh, joined us. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Diane.
4: Morning,
3: Diana.
4: Oh, sorry. It's Diana. <laughs> right. uh. um, yeah, just uh, come back into the pit lane. We're all ready uh, back uh, down here, just waiting for a few more cars to come in. It's see a few teams coming out onto the pit apron now to, to wait on the cars. So, since I've got any info for you, so I'm you might you might fix back the
0: in. headset then.
4: No, ah, it's still. Okay. Broken. Have you, have you
0: have you read your messages on WhatsApp? Yeah, okay, the, there's a there, groveling right? apology from one of your fellow commentators about your headset. That would be who me. That be? <laughs> I okay. don't know you. fair enough. I'll, I'll disappear then.
4: See ya. <laughs>
3: so, race leader, still the 54 car. Now, who are we currently on board with at the moment? This is the Crone Racing car. Now, let's have a look at where they are currently on track. Or maybe let's have a look at where they are in the running order because I'm not seeing them. On our first page of the timing screen let's have a quick scroll let's grab the mouse and scroll through i'm using a touch screen so i will scroll with my finger instead that's once i find uh the Awesome 24 hour series app. And if you haven't got it on your phone and you're watching at home or trackside, download it because it has the wealth of information that you need so that you can stay connected at all times and you can stay up to date with each and everything that's happening, including pit stops, where everybody is on track, fastest lap times, uh, who's going out of the pit lane, who is currently out of the race as
0: well. Uh, it's great to have. Well, I can tell you who will be going out to the pit lane in a minute, certainly who's come in. That's Max. Uh, Lynn has just brought the Team Parker Bentley, and it is it is a fabulous looking car, that isn't it? I've been standing next to it obviously a lot during the weekend, but seeing it even there on television, it looks it looks quite extraordinary. That amazing uh, LED setup around the grille, that lovely uh, 1930s-esque HL grill there. Max Camero, I think it looks like Rob Huff that's got into it. Uh, I don't know where Diana is down there, close enough to find out, but that gorgeous. Bentley, just, well, she is right there, um, I think it's going to be Rob Huff has got into that car, it's obviously got down for refueling, and when it comes back at Trap, the Lumi rank on the windscreen will update for us and it'll it'll tell us that it's not Sean Lynn and tell us who it is. That car currently uh, running in 11th position at the moment, so it's the last of the uh, GT3 runners, in fact all top 11 cars uh, are from uh, GT3 at the moment. Hi, Diana.
4: Hi, uh, just to pick up on what you were saying there, uh, Snowy, yeah, it was Max that jumped out, and it was um, Rob that got into the into the Bentley, which has just gone back out onto track. So, Max, uh, morning. Morning. How was that?
5: Busy, but fun. Um, it's, it's hard to tell who's coming up behind you. All the lights look the same, so you don't know if it's a Cup car or a GT3 car, so it's just and stay out of trouble as much as possible and make the morning
4: yeah that must be one of the most difficult things to not sort of work out especially when you're adjusting to i don't know it's been nighttime for some time but you're still adjusting and the lights are different on, all the,
5: on most of the car it feels like i have driven in the daytime yet i mean this whole race has been in the night so far but it, it's also the uh, depth perception you don't know how far they always seem like they're right on your bumper but they could be 20 meters behind you so that that's the difficult thing at the moment for sure
4: there's been a lot of talk about the car the bentley in particular you know um the ready alarm fans are, are sort of
5: loving that as we're hearing on the forum what, how would you describe it to drive it is it's easy to drive for an amateur pace but for the pro drivers there they struggle to get onto the pace of them just because the, the way that the car drives it was built for an amateur but what it lacks in the low speed corners high speed it's it's unbelievable. And uh, straight line speed, we're not lacking either.
4: Obviously the plan and the strategy for the team was you know, at the very beginning, I think I, took, I spoke to Stuart, and he said, look, we're not gonna be going for, for a win here, but we wanna just get into this race and really enjoy it and learn as much as we can about the car, but the performance
5: is going well so far. Yeah, we've had our fair share of problems with ABS issues and engine sensor issues, so that's why we're quite a few laps down. The pace of the car is really good. we really competitive when we're out on track. But, yeah, we've just had a few issues. But we just wanted to do the race. I mean, I'm racing with my dad. It's pretty special. And uh, driving the Bentley with an all-British lineup as well is pretty special. It
4: certainly is. It really. And you forget those sort of things, don't you? But I was like, yeah, absolutely. What is it like driving
5: with your dad? I drive against him quite a few times. And it's a lot better driving with him than against him, that's for sure. Because when you're side-by-side side with your dad, trying to outbreak him you have a thought in your mind go do i really want to do this but when you're driving with him it's it's, it's really fun it's really special and i won't change it for the world
4: so what's the reference driving with him
5: or driving alongside him driving with him for sure driving with him and It's and not many father sons get to do this and I'm, I'm really proud that we do and we're gonna hopefully continue to do it for as long as we can
4: thanks every so much max
0: Diana, thank you very much there. And uh, Max, Lynn there, obviously enjoying uh, driving alongside his father. And uh, I can totally understand there the the feeling of driving against him or racing against him. They do a lot of historic racing together, which he mentioned a little bit earlier in in our show, but earlier in the weekend. And uh, uh, one of the cars that... Uh, Sean races, he's had a T70, but he got a, a wonderful GT40 known as Tessie. TES1E is the number plate, hence its nickname Tessie, and it's a, it's a proper original uh, GT40. And, and I can imagine racing against car, uh, your father in cars of that value is—it uh, it comes with its challenges, I would imagine. So, uh, and uh, but you could just tell from Max's voice there that uh, yeah, that that lovely phrase there that he, he wouldn't change it for anything in the world, driving alongside his dad in the same team, and that's uh, just wonderful. It uh, just goes back to a thing we've mentioned a few times uh, during this weekend of the Creventic uh, uh, family. We refer to quite often uh, of how uh, there's a lot of family teams involved here uh, fathers, sons, daughters uh, involved in the racing, Tomlinson's uh, Janetta's and stuff uh, and it's just it's just to what never but a few uh, to see them up and down the pit lane and it's uh, it is it's very much the philosophy of Creventic uh, that it is it's a family that travels uh, the world and does these wonderful race meetings, Dubai here, there's these three being the, the Middle East trophy of the Kuwait, Abu Dhabi and Dubai uh, that's that's the Middle East trophy that you've got to do all three of those races to be uh, to count for points towards that but then obviously it then becomes these counters part of the, the biggest series when we go to Barcelona for a 24 hour we have Estoril etc Mugello and uh, Spa of course uh, so it's uh, it's very much a, a worldwide series, and uh, it, it's just great that everybody travels. It's a it's it's a whole group who will get to know one another in the pit lanes and whatever. And you can just you can just see you know, even the joke about CP Racing, yeah, you know, they're at one end of the pit lane, and they yeah, you know, well, we, they want to borrow a gearbox? <laughs> you know, just like to, to get speed, you just let it, take the one out of ours over there. Help yourselves, boys. You know, and I can't I can't imagine that happening in let's say some higher categories that are. Uh, more televised. I'll leave it at that.
3: Yeah, I, it's interesting going back to what you said as well about uh, if you want to contest in the Middle East Trophy, you must do all three rounds. You have to do Kuwait, you have to Abu Dhabi, and you have to Dubai. Because I was sort of wondering why during the same weekend that we had the Kuwait, the Twelve Hours of Kuwait, we also had the Twelve Hours of uh, the golf Twelve Hours. Excuse me. And we had a local team participate in Kuwait. Now, of course, with them being based here, it would have been, you know, you would have thought they would race here instead of Kuwait. But however, because they want to be in that championship hunt, which they are in, and they're currently, you know, leading that category at the moment by the end of this, we're looking to be at the end of this 24-hour it's a smart move right they want to stay here they and like you said it's a it's a family friendly environment within the teams itself you know everyone's here everyone's got each other's back if you if you need something someone's going to have it someone's going to have some sort of spare part lying around whether it's a really small bolt or uh, like you said entire transmissions is probably there are spare cars as well that people have borrowed from other teams as well just to get them on on the grid and that's what's great about the creventic series here it's true sportsmanship
0: Yeah, I mean, that's very much the case. And uh, you said about the spare cars. I mean, you mentioned CP Racing here. We're joking about them, them, you know, them them loaning, potentially loaning, or the offer of the loan of that gearbox uh, to to get speed. And that side of their car they used at Abu Dhabi. Uh, and you know that finished that finished very very high up the order there but that car's at the back of the garage and it's there and they can take bits off it but it's it's not tucked away in a container or a transporter it's there at the back of the garage because they may need to for want of a better phrase rob bits off it uh, when it's needed um, and it sits there but what they're doing is of what I did notice was what well, they've got some mechanics uh, in the day, they're, they're starting to cycle through that car Whilst they're all here now, it saves workshop time. Back at the workshop, we're doing that car. The cars obviously the American team, but the cars are based mostly in Europe. But of course, obviously, Middle East now for these weeks, they don't go back again. But they're starting to work on that car. Whilst there's the race car that's ready for this one. That one, that one did last week. That that's old news. That's last weekend's car. You're like it's a week old. Hell, yeah. We 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 got to do things with it. He's just like it's it's done six hours. You like so it's done a quarter of this race. Yeah. Wow. But it's, it's it's never ending, and that's one of the things I always find absolutely fascinating about motorsport is that it's uh, uh, it, it, it's constantly evolving. There's there's, there's no downtime. There They do they do play hard when they get the time. But it's, in the garages. There's always something to do. There's always a schedule. There's always something to be going, and just, you know, you, you could, they're always working on those cars. Busy, busy boys. And that's 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 just that's one garage right up at the end of the pit lane. It's the same all the way down. Doesn't matter whether it's in a you know a, a GT3, an AM, a Pro AM, a TCE, a GTX car, whatever. You know they're always working on it. Some cars more often than others, like you know, to, let's say genettas You know the, the black ones. So that would be Colin White's. Yeah, they do a lot more work on their cars. But that's because they're, they're, they're dismantlers. That's his business. He likes doing that. He likes tinkering see not mind be saying that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of with him it's like it's if, if it's if it's not broke fix it it's the wrong way around isn't it yeah the, the old ageold of it ain't broke don't fix it it's like, what you'll do this one No, let's do it yeah
3: we're getting some incredible aerial shots here around the Dubai Autodrome. And there is the Janetta, as you requested, the 278. I remember, this is the car that had that moment uh, not too long ago. Remember, it got quite squirrely through six and seven. I, think, I think it was just
0: Colin being tired. <laughs> I think it was just, yeah. He's, he's, he's probably in the car booking his Glastonbury tickets. <laughs> it's in his backyard when all was done, so.
3: Fatigue definitely settling in here with uh, just over six and a half hours remaining on the clock. We see the race leader going past the 278 Janetta there around the outside. Actually, that would have been the inside for the corner there. It is currently working his way through turn nine onto the back straight and tucked up now behind the race leader. uses as much of the runoff area that he can before uh, being hit with uh, track limits. Uh, but uh, they see on the back straights, uh,
0: they're weaving side to side, they're just trying to avoid marbles. Well, that, that everybody had commented, but uh, they did as well about the, the, the amount of uh, detritus out on the circuit and debris. You can see a bit of the marbles there, and a slightly more lit part of the circuit there. But uh, that did seem um, more than I would anticipate. Of course, when they went offline, it was a piece of debris that came up through and took out their power steering belt earlier, of course. Um, so... Not quite sure whether I just wonder if there's a steering issue there or trying to get that was, that was slightly more More weaving than I would have expected. It's not exactly like tie warming at this stage of the phone race, is As uh, we
3: continue on, watching the 278 working its way up towards the bowl complex here at the Dubai Autodrome, we've got to have a look at where they're currently placed in class. Now, Lucas Walter is now behind the wheel of the number currently circulating in 19th overall. Greg Gorski is behind the wheel of the 929, currently in the pit lane for HRT Performance. Now, I think that is a routine pit stop for them. I did spot that there is a driver change for the number 17. John Corbett is now behind the wheel of that car, currently circulating in 20th position uh, for MRS GT Racing, still 12th overall, just not having the race weekend that they'd like to have here. Well, they just moved up into 17th at the moment. Now, the 26th, Sorry, the 27 car has actually changed position. That is the heart of racing by SPS. Pierre Clambing uh, behind the wheel of that car now in 26 overall. And then we have the 925 now dropping down to uh, the 27th position. And the 988 is still in the pit lane after an hour. So I do wonder what's wrong with the 988 for new half of rent sports because that is a rather long time to be in there. Abdullah, Al, uh, sorry, Abdullah Ali Al-Khalifi, the QMMF HRT, man now, the 9.31, makes his way out of the pit lane as Rick Broikers retakes the lead in the... 992 category ahead of that 931 car uh, the number 26 in the driver change as well uh first uh, and stedlock junior team into the pit, pit lane has come patrick hoseman of rpm racing that is the 14th place car overall currently third in the 992 category and second
0: in 992 am yeah, of course, I'm forgetting that the are uh, the sorry, the CWS genetics they change their drivers around between their cars as well. So uh, Mark Griffith, the Australian, uh, is now in the 277 car he's been driving the 278 as well. Um, they do move them across with different cars and uh, it's Daniel Morris, that's at the wheel of the 278 car, uh, so uh, he's not screwing around the way that Cotton White uh, had in that. But uh, I do think that was just possibly just a couple of corners, and that's all it was—a little bit of. Perhaps a little bit of fatigue setting in there, but uh, it seems all seems good with it now. On board now with the Red Camel
3: Jordans.nl car. I think you were actually trying to spot that car, weren't you? Because they, of course, the leaders in the 992 category there. So we'll follow them through Turn 16. A few cars in front of them, including a Janetta as well uh, for that car. So through Turn 16, they... Actually, that was the... uh, We're actually now fixing on a different car because that is a 718 Cayman with a GT3 car going around the outside. I think that's one of the 992 cars, is it? I think it might have been. Can't quite see where they are on track because the screen is a little bit small for me to see from this far away Uh, but uh, we do have a change of position on track the Pro Sport Racing number 20 sorry the 901 has gone up into 27th position Uh, David Pogosian is now in 33 Third position, but that's not a driver change because he was already behind the wheel and he's currently on an outlap. Cameron McLeod uh, behind the wheel of the AGMC racing team by Simpson Motorsports, so that car has retaken the lead in GT4. It seems to be every time we go through the order, we look at GT4. There's a different race leader. It's either the Toyota or it's the uh, BMW. I wonder when they're going to sort that out. I guess that'll be sorted out uh, when we hit uh, 24 hours of race completion. Uh, Salom Akhmedov's moved up into 22nd position. That's because the HJ Performance car is currently in the pit lane getting refuelled. As is the 907 as well. Is down in the fueling area.
0: I just want to wonder, did um, the Bentley rejoin, didn't it, with uh, Rob Huff at the wheel? That's currently 11th. I'm just trying to look at its times there. So it's... Yeah, 2.03 dead is what it's doing. So it's only slightly off the pace with with Rob at the wheel. Uh, Just over half an hour to sunlight or sunrise. Uh, No signs of that at all yet, so... Uh, you guys, you guys, are the local ones, you've you've got the knowledge of how, how quickly that is. I mean, I don't expect someone just goes and turns a light on, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm quite surprised that in, in half an hour's time, predicted sunrise, it's still you know it's, it's still as dark as. Yep. So nope. Phil, Phil's, Phil's apparently, how it works is it's just an Australian click of the fingers, and that's it. It's just like that's how it works, you know. He's got oh, he's got a switch. He's got a big switch over there on the wall. That's how it works. I mean, honest.
3: Just, just you wait to yeah. so you yeah. see. You look I was at the screen.
0: You guess what it is yet, but.
3: You look at the screen at one point, it'll be darkness. You know, look again, and the sun will be out. So we're about half away, half an hour away from uh, sunrise here at the Dubai Autodrome. And now we see a driver change for the HRT performance car. Holger Harmston is behind the wheel of that car now, 23rd overall. Uh, now we've got a good group of cars here. This is two of our 992 cars, and I think we've got some info from the pit lane.
4: I have a red sport by MRS GT incorrect has retired. tired one of the drivers um, is, is ill he's not feeling well not well enough to, to continue so the team have decided that it's too much for the other drivers and they've decided to park the car in the garage the garage door is obviously not shut uh, but the car is in the garage it won't be continuing the rest of the race I did ask if um, everything was okay and yes it is He's just feeling quite ill
0: and thanks Diana. Which, which car number was that sorry the
4: 988 eight. new hoffmann so that's
0: the car that we'll be keeping a close eye out now as
3: well because it was in the pit lane for well now it shows an hour and ten minutes and uh, well we have an answer um so that's very
4: yeah i'm talking about it so i, I came up to the other end of it thank pit you so, lane so to much find for out. the
3: update it's very unfortunate that we have another car out uh, which means We're actually closer to, I think, almost 20 cars. No, I don't think we're that far. We're not that close, are we? We, I know we've gone into the double digits, but I don't think we're near 20 cars just yet. We might have to bring out the red pen of doom, or we might have to give uh, the paper to Phil so that he can use the red uh, pen of doom uh, to tell us uh, who is out of this race, because it does seem to be we have quite a few cars. Um, Let's see if we can actually figure it out by checking out the... Uh, 24-hour series app, which you can download right now for yourself, and you can stay tuned with all of the action on track, with live timing, uh, all the drivers that are behind the wheel, the teams, the times, where they are in class, and of course, who is currently in the pit lane as well. Now, it doesn't technically show us who is not uh, continuing on with the race, but we can say for sure there is a fair few of them. So, cars, so positions 45 to 55. So that is 10 cars are out. Um, so 45th position on was down towards uh, 55. Uh, Magnus Holmgaard, uh, the 902, has not been out for a while. Uh, Dominic Bauman in the number nine we do know is out. Um, We've just got a report from Pitt Lane that the 988 is officially out as well. So that makes a total of 12 cars that are currently confirmed not continuing. Although... I'm inclined to believe that uh, Kobe Powells and the AC Motorsport team may be able to figure something out. I mean we still have time left on the clock, but yes. when you've hope, got such a mis- springs eternal, hey? once you got, when you have such a mysterious uh, anomaly with the car, how long is it really theoretically going to take to figure out what the issue is? I mean is there enough time left on the clock
0: to trick this as just then the rest of it could be a testing session basically? Well, that's, that's often the case. We see it in quite a few of the NLS races that we cover on, on radio show. Uh, with uh, you know, th- those are just four-hour races. But quite often, if they're pre-24-hour races at the Nurburgring, you may have a situation just like that where the car has an issue. It's not it's not going to be competitive anymore. It's not in contention. Uh, but it's, it's data gathering. Uh, and you know, we we always say that the the NLS races um, they're not not about the N24 it isn't part of the series, it isn't part of the championship, yeah, in theory it's got nothing to do with it like heck it has because you will see the numbers before the, everybody uses the, those races to build up to the N24 and then it drops off a little bit afterwards immediately, although there are now uh, it's a 12 hour race last year as well a couple of races, but uh, it, it's, that, it's that data gathering, so as you say you, you've, you've paid the money out to be here team logistics, shipping, spares, whatever, you pay money to go testing. Well, you've got this here, testing now. There. there's no better test environment than, than racing. So, you know, but then again, of course, there's the, the risk ratio, the risk reward ratio, isn't there? You know, if something happens and you're in a non-competitive position and you have an incident where you get hit and it's nothing of your fault, do you think, well, was it worth it? I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a tricky one. It's, I guess It depends what kind of team you are, how much data you've got already on those cars. It's that double-edged sword, isn't it? uh, Like you
3: said, you don't know whether you should do it in case something does happen but then at the same time that like you said you've paid you've paid to come here you've paid the teams to come here and everything like that might as well use the time that you have left yeah. to continue on and like you said test it in an actual real environment around other cars that also at the same time could pose a risk to others on track
0: yeah and that, that can come down to as, as well if, you, if you've got drivers that are quite new to a car or something that ball go and get them climatized get the, get some seat time because other, otherwise you're gonna have to go and run a test again which is a another expense you've you've got the outlay already here. Something we didn't mention, by the way, Chris, is uh, we've talked about various components on these cars and having to do all this time and whatever. Something I haven't really mentioned is is, is the electrical side of stuff. Uh, Because obviously so much as running the dog, you've got to run lights. And cars don't often run lights for as long uh, of course, lights these days, they're, you know, high-definite, high-intensity lights. They're very, very different to how the days when, when I was racing, which was a couple of wet candles at the front with a, maybe a cover over it. Um, but, you know, joking apart, it's it, it's very, very different. And all those charging systems, alternators, everything's got to work. In fact, we saw one of the genets, didn't we? I think it was a C-US car with the, with the headlights out of it. It was just literally the fact that the, the multi-block on the back of the lamp just, just wriggled loose. And they put the bonnet off. Push it back on and put the bonnet on. It took less time to do that than the whole pit stop bit, or pit coming in, slowing in, going out again.
3: So we're looking at the race leader here in the GTX category, Freddie Tomlinson of Toro Vida. The closest car to them is the pit Pinamba, resumed more than racing KTM down in 17th at the moment in the 714. Uh, so quite a ways back is that car there's 2992 cars in between and uh, well let's go back down to the pit lane
4: um, Just there, i think you mentioned that the vortex 701 had um, come back in the vortex v8 but they've actually had to wheel the car into the garage it's on the it's on the on the trolley jacks and it's in there they've just taken the the rear engine cover off and they're having a look in there i can't there's no one that i can talk to unfortunately at the moment they are running around, you can probably see it on camera now if you're actually uh, watching in vision, um, otherwise that car is uh, getting some attention, so a bit of work going on around the 701 at the but moment.
0: It looks like the driver's staying aboard, so hopefully uh, yeah.
4: He is yeah, at the moment, uh, he looks like he's talking to a, a, the team manager there uh, but I think he's just getting out I now shouldn't, I in shouldn't fact, have said that, is, should I? So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, Commentators, I know. I, eh? I didn't have, I have an <laughs> an attitude for this yeah, it's like, like <laughs> headphones, headsets, yeah, not very good with those either.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's not very well, it's, got, it's, it's not endured the 24-hour <laughs> endurance. <laughs> yeah, so if I can find out any information, I'll let you know, but um, that's, again, not looking,
0: not looking too good. Thank you, Diana. Binks down there in the pits, our intrepid pit, their importer, and uh, if anybody can get to the, the bottom of the story, uh, Diana can. So we just seen the, actually, I think it's Seb, our cameraman, uh, still in the back of the pits there. Now, we were talking about the 296 Ferraris, weren't we, earlier, Chris, and earlier in the parts part of the race of how well the cars are deconstructed able to work on those cars now. And this second-generation Vortex there, uh, in, it, in it's, I think they call it nude carbon, don't they, these days? The previous ones were all orange. A um, little bit of orange on them at the moment, but... Um, the whole left-hand side rear wing of that car literally from the door aft all the way over the wheel to the back just being lifted off out of the way and it wasn't it was a, a, it wasn't a difficult thing to try and wriggle it out it's obviously been nicely thought out there when it's been designed of it was a couple of clips and two two mechanics just picked it up and took it away makes life so much easier, right?
3: When you have an issue, just instead of having to take bits and pieces off here and there or smacking things with a hammer, a couple of clips and off the whole unit comes, right? Rip off the whole left side of the car. Now, did you see the pictures there? You saw the sun is rising to our right just now. As Phil said,
0: you ask, you shall receive. Sunrise yeah, is... Chris, Chris any, anybody can do that because a few minutes ago... Phil was in the room. He's obviously gone out, gone and turned the main switch on and come back in again. That's what He's just turned the dial up a bit, to a bit, to a bit less dark. That's what he's done. Yeah. He's rotated our screen so it looks like it's a little that, bit lighter than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yes. Yeah, so, sunrise simple
0: in the commentary box? Uh,
3: Sunrise to take place at about 7 a.m. local time here at the Dubai and it's going to make things very interesting. Get you can actually see in front of us now, the sky is starting to brighten up ever so slightly it's a little bit bluer now out there Uh, as we continue on we are fast approaching six hours remaining on the clock which means it's go time for a couple of drivers out there i think it's now time to start churning out some pit stops if required Um, if there is any issues that may need to be solved they may need to be solved within the next hour or so to ensure that plane sailing all the way to the end of the race and you're not going to have face an issue with an hour to go or better yet one minute to go because that's the, the definite
0: last point you um, don't want that to happen absolutely not no but it's uh, I've, I've always said um, I've, d- I've done a few 24 hours in in my day uh, and, uh very privileged to have done so and uh, in days of you're going go to go after this days of gt1 cars Who don't even know what those are do you i'm not being rude <laughs> i'm
3: just saying i, I wait, did that, mean that in a bad I'll, way but... i will interrupt you here i do i do know what gt1 is because i remember the last year that they raced. And raced at the aspirina circuit and i always had an obsession with the maserati mc12 and when i saw one in person it was the most phenomenal car ever so i do know what gt1 in, is in
0: fairness that wasn't a gt1 car that was t- really an lmp it was a gt1 car you are quite right but it was it was it moved the bar up so much it was a bit like uh, uh, the 550 Mano ferrari when pro drive got hot, the hands on that it was suddenly they just raised the game quite quite incredibly it was a whole different thing.
3: So you were, are you referring to the GT1 regulations when we had the ridiculous Porsche, the flying Mercedes, and then the Panos at some yeah, point. Yeah,
0: those sorts of things, and you know some of the big front end, the Vipers, and uh, cars like that. But it was uh, it was it was it was a great a great era of those cars. I can't remember why I came into GT1s on that. There was a reason for that where we were. We've lost our thread already. Will we, will so we daylight's d- done it for me. Yeah, it's, it's, fatigue is starting to settle in for us, isn't it now? Yeah. Um, but I do, I do always say that, that I'll talk about 24-hour races, that the um, I always think that a 24-hour race, it, it can be a little bit monotonous at night, because people are cautious, careful, you've always got your speed differentials. does uh, isn't always the case. Um, but it usually comes alive in the last four or five hours, which in this case is 8, 9 o'clock onwards, because uh, we're finishing, obviously, at 1 o'clock, so we normally start at 4 o'clock, we've got an earlier start and therefore finish, uh, this 19th running of the uh, Dubai, Hancock Dubai 24-hour. Um, so I think, I think right about 10 o'clock could be quite interesting, because people will be getting into the groove then of their final strategy, their final runs, their drivers, where can they be, what brands can be made up, what can't be, gains and losses... Can they do anything or not? Is there anything, anything to aim for, or is it just a question of just get it to the end? But as you say, is that is that balance you said, Chris? Again, of then not pushing it too much and you know, having something just stressing the car a bit and some component breaking. Never mind a driver making a mistake with yeah, heaven forbid yeah on the last lap that would be. Ah. And we've seen it happen, right? We've yeah. seen
3: wins come down to literally the last lap of the race. It's not uncommon. This is something that certainly could happen. And of course, this is something on the mind of everybody in the current, uh, in the 54 camp at the moment, the uh, Estella racing team and the Audi. Marcus Winklehart currently behind the wheel of that car, having completed 446 laps, shown as a lap ahead of the Proton Herbert competition car, Sven Muller. Uh, we can't see the gap there because it's just Showing us as two laps, but uh, you did see that Sven is pretty fast, but Marcus Winkelhog is probably just as fast, maybe just a little bit faster. So it's gonna make uh, the job of the 83 team a little bit more difficult because they're gonna have to start pushing really hard now in the closing stages of this race, this final six hours that we're approaching here.
0: I'm just loving the uh, the neon light strip there, I'm sure you guys have mentioned already on the 992 uh, Porsche there, as in I do mean the 992 number, not just the fact that it's a 992. Which one are you talking about, Snow? Yeah, the one that's got 992 written on the side of it, but it's got the... uh uh, the canards down the side with it, the neon of it, that's then flowed down up the upright onto the rear wing, but it's also on the inside of the circuit, so it's done for the team rather selfishly. It's not done for the commentators on the outside of the circuit, is it? We must make a note on that, Chris, Well, I've got to have a word with the uh, team. We should have it on both sides, right? But it's there's absolutely a bit, right.
3: There's 100% a reason why they have it on the right-hand side, right? probably uh, makes it a bit easier to spot the car at certain times, especially when it comes through across the, uh, the pit entrance like this, or even pit lane, that is, and... Uh, well, we've got the 937 of SMP Racing currently in the pit lane. That was Alexander Smoliar. currently w- was behind the wheel. Didn't see if there was a driver change for that car, but we'll get an update once he comes out of the pit lane. If there was a driver change, the resume more than racing car, our tertiary is now behind the wheel of that car in 19th at the moment. Now, where is Alexander? Has he come through yet? No, he hasn't. No, so he's gone to the fueling station. So we have to wait a little bit longer before uh, we find out who is behind the wheel of that car. Uh, the seven oh one as uh, so we got the, the report. Thanks for the update there. So no driver change there. So Alexander will stay behind the wheel of the 937. Uh, the 907 and 908 have all moved up as well because the 714 has been in the pit lane. They have done, a, I think they've done a driver change in the previous stint as well. Um, and Micka who has got back behind the wheel of the Hass RT car that is now in ninth overall. Uh, Jason Hart still floating around the top 10. He's currently in the 10th position.
0: except it really GT4. Yeah, exactly. i talking about sort of wheel-to-wheel, as in racing for track position. Uh, exactly that. I haven't had a great deal of that. So, uh, still, look, GT4 seems to have, saved been the only area that's really really had it. Um, I'm just looking at uh, the 992 category again. It is Red Camel that are still in that. Rick Breuker's at the wheel of the 909 car. That's 12th overall. They had managed to just split... That the G T threes at the very end there. That's now changed back order then. there was a uh, uh, Rob Huff, it was actually Max Lynn in the team parker racing. Bentley, number thirty-one that was uh, slightly out of position there. They've managed to get that back ahead again and jump them at the pit stop. So um top eleven cars are our GT3s. Uh leading nine nine-two classes to say the nine oh nine Red Camel uh Jordans. Porsche with Rick Boikers at the wheel. That the second is the uh, QMF by HRT Porsche right behind that. And then we get our first of the uh, GTX cars. Our leading class there is Freddie Tomlinson, uh, son of Lawrence Tomlinson, owner of Ginetta, the Toro Verde white Ginetta um, in Ferton GTX. And uh, we then have actually, I have forgotten. so we do have one uh, John Corbett in the MRS GT racing Porsche is in uh, 17th position, that's uh, a GT3 amateur Amcar as well and there's one a little bit further down, that's Pierre Kleinabling in the heart of racing Mercedes, that had a couple of issues, didn't it, it was a little bit of time out, that's down in, uh, in 25th place and of course there's the recovering CP Racing with Darren Law, a data 24-hour winner, uh, way down in 34th place. And of course they've had uh, over an hour out having a gearbox change on that Mercedes. And uh, uh, Mercedes usually, is, you know, pretty, pretty much like a Porsche, uh, really tends to do what it says on the tin and pretty reliable and just keep going. And uh, very bizarre that uh, CP Racing, have had a, a gearbox. Uh, failure on their car, they were able to change it and uh, get speed racing uh, knocked out entirely by uh, their gearbox issue. It took them out of the race completely. So um, not not normally the case. Um, now it is there has to be a, a correlation for the fact that uh, uh, Phil Hansen has disappeared out of the commentary box for a few moments again, and it goes a little bit lighter, and he reappears as if it's, it's like nothing to do with me. There's a there's a there's a definite synergy going on there. He was a bit early though for the switch because yeah. it's six minutes early but according to our well, screens, it's slums, actually that's, eight. See, that's, I, that's my point. I don't think it is a switch. I think it's a dial. I think what you're doing it disappears out for a bit and just moves the dial up a bit on the sunlight and brings it back. That's what it is. comes back in again. It's just... It's, 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 like, it's like a magician. It's all smoke and mirrors. You know, it's sort of yeah, seems like you've got a timer on it as well. It
3: just slowly turns, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, we've got some beautiful shots, though, of the sun rising here at the bar, the drive. and of course, it gives us an amazing view. Of- what the Autodrome have done over the past uh, couple of years to make this facility bigger and better every single year. We've got a lot of grass. we've got some branding, we've got the new viewing deck as well through turn 14, uh, the Apex Garden that you can now see into view as well. A lush green area that of course will be packed later on as we get uh, uh, later on in the day towards the end of the session as well. There'll be lots of fun things to do down there later on. Of course that comes in when we come to the end of the race here though at uh, the, well, uh, my 20 20- 24 hour, I can't believe it's almost six hours
0: to go, where has time gone to be honest? So almost six hours to go, so like the, the race we had in Abu Dhabi a week ago, we've got that race to go yet, and we did a whole build of that oh we've still got that to go, and we're saying again, okay, it's almost done, it's not, uh, I feel need to go and do the dial a bit more, the sunlight lots of the bit. it's yeah, not come off. as much yeah, as he said exactly, it would, yeah, exactly, he's, he's there, he's good he's good isn't he, he yeah. is good we knew he was good, but I didn't realize how good he was, I had to work with him it's, it's amazing. Now next Seamless. Th- next, Seamless.
3: Time, next time it's uh, cloudy back home in the UK, yeah. just get Phil the ring yeah. and he'll he'll crank yeah. the dial and he'll
0: send yeah. the sun over to you. Yeah. I think I know what the response will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you not understand time zones? Yeah. You mentioned the Apex Garden there, which uh, uh, we can see fantastic view of that from the, from the commentary box. Uh, and uh, I know you talked about it a little bit earlier, but it is, I mean, it's, it's a great idea. How, how, how has nobody ever thought of that before? It's just, it's one of those things that when you see it, you just it's so blindingly obvious. You go, oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, no, no pun intended, it's a light bulb moment. But literally, Of wow. I went across there during that uh, break, uh, earlier on in the night, and just thought, what is that? And you talk about getting, getting close up and seeing how it is. You can, you're literally, and there's merchandise stalls and all sorts there. And you literally just just walk past a little bit, and there's a there's a marshal and a barrier, and there's racing cars. You're just like, wow, real life racing cars. You can sit and watch them going past here and have a coffee. It's it de- just brilliant. It, it definitely Absolutely is. Brilliant. Get down, spectators. Get down there. That is the place to be at the finish. Now, on the start finish straight, you guys will cover that. That's the place to be to watch that last last bit of the race. Fantastic. And I imagine being there at the start it was amazing. 100% because you get that great view through turn 15, and that's kind of where the
3: cars start to pick up speed uh, Coming off of the bull complex so you can Experience what the line the lines they take the sound that emanates from each of the exhaust pipes that come through there and it just You seem like you can literally reach out and touch the cars. It's an amazing area. So if you're here or if you're listening and you plan to come later on for the end of the race, do come down and check out the Apex Garden. It is a family-friendly place as well. There's a a lot of fun things that the kids can do there. There's uh, food trucks, there's merchandise, as Snowy said before, and it's a a grassy area as well, which... We don't tend to get too much here, but uh, it is a nice area where you can sit. You know, you don't have to get a table and chairs. You can actually just sit on the grass and enjoy the uh, uh, race that whizzes past you, essentially. And I, I know what you mean because I actually started uh, the race over there, and I, I do every year because it's such an awesome place. Because we start, we see when well, we do the uh, the start when we've got the cars side by side, they kind of roar through that, and that's as close as you can get. Yeah, the grandstand is to you a great view, but the Apex Garden just gives you that better view it just seems like you could just reach out and touch it like you could literally try and open the door obviously don't do that it's a bit ludicrous but it feels like you're just so much closer to the action and of course this year the auditorium have added a new viewing area which is a little bit further down it's near the bowl complex we did mention it before as well yeah this also gives you great views of that back or that straight that kind of comes towards the bowl complex into that heavy braking zone but then if you crank your head back a little bit you can actually see, see through turns three and four plus you can see a bit more of the track five and six as well and you can also see the back straight away so it gives you like a 360 view of the entire track uh, from that area over there and it's just in walking distance as
0: well you should be a salesman should, should I? obviously just, I, just, I can see you I can see you property re, that's it that's your job real estate there's a, whole, a whole, new, whole new career. But if, if the commentating doesn't work out, which I think it will, by the way, I think it's fine. I think you'll safe ground there. Real estate, I can see in there. Maybe a little side hustle. I, d- I don't yeah? think so, because when it comes to buying and selling stuff, I'll always go
3: for the whatever the buyer is asking for. I'll probably pay that, if not more. i get swindled to doing that. And when I sell something, I always get low-balled hard. So no, definitely not. And with my family history, when we've been car dealers in the past and while we've bought a lot of cars in the past, we've never really sold a lot of them because we like to keep our cars. I'm pretty wow. bad at selling
0: most things anyway. Uh, that, that, that's not ideal, is it? So no. Not, not selling them. No. So
3: I couldn't. I don't think I would do very well as a sales agent, that's for sure. I don't think I would do that. I would lose money before I even started. Before I even took out the loan, I would have lost all the money that I was supposed to take out. Uh, but three minutes to go before the six-hour mark here, and then by 24-hour, uh, we are once again On board with Crone Racing. This is the, if I'm not mistaken, this is the RPM car. Now we have to have a quick look through uh, the list. Now, where is this car on track? it is phil pointed out to me but he hasn't got a dial because he should be turning it where they are that is the 907 currently running in 18th position overall now into the pit lane comes the 95 car this is another one of my personal favorites this car actually because it's got paint splats on it i just i really like the car And i think if i'm not mistaken this is the same car that ran at the golf 12 hours and we probably asked them the same question why did you choose this and they said well because we couldn't really decide on the color that we wanted the car so we just said well, we can do this we can have a color that we all like right we can have a black base and then we can have some paint splats on it to make it a bit more uh, interesting for everyone to enjoy uh, you can see in the background there there's the 971 that's the local team so that is Salomar Ketby that's getting out behind the wheel of that car I do wonder who's going to get behind the wheel of that because I think we'll see Christopher Zorchling towards the end of the race as uh, there goes the, now, that is the 95 car, excuse me. That is the car that's fifth overall. Sabina DiCastro, who's behind the wheel of that car, there is the 903. Is he again here with six hours
0: to go? I think just as we head into that uh, six hours to go, and of course the, uh, the the sunlight bit at 7 o'clock just came out, we're going to have a, a change in the commentary box as well, change of order taking you through to the the end of the race. I'm going to be replaced by uh, the man that should be in charge all the time anyway, Mr. Phil Anson. Uh, he's very kindly uh, let me come out of the pit lane and do a bit in the commentary booth. which I don't do a great deal of these days, uh, for NLS. Uh, so thank you for letting me have your chair for a while. Um, uh, just show me with the I won't knock the daylight switch on the way out. But <laughs> make sure that that's where it is. Uh, but you're going back in safer hands now for the, for the end of the race. So I'm, I'm going to step away, and I believe uh, uh, Andrew Marr is going to replace yourself, Chris. And it's going to be a whole change of team right to the very end. So uh, Phil, I will I will hand over to you, sir.
3: Great. What's the update down there?
4: it's gone you know from darker into light how are things evolving out on the
6: circuit yeah of course in the night you always see a little bit more but uh, yeah they put some new lights in the circuit so in the night it was uh, quite okay
4: how is the balance of the car for you
6: yeah in the night was really good we had a really really good pace but um, yeah in the afternoon and i hope today will not be the same but in the afternoon when the sun is shining it's a little bit uh, tricky
4: so many different conditions to be managing, isn't there? Sorry? There's many different conditions to be managing now as we go into the next part, or the final part of the race.
6: Yeah, you f- need to find the middle way, eh? and uh,
3: that's the hardest thing about uh, this race. Thanks very much, Yannick.
4: Thank you.
3: Thank you so much for the update. I think now we've reached the six-hour mark. And Phil, that means we should take a look at the standings and see where everyone is with six hours to go. Well, Marcus
2: Winkelhock is leading the way in the 54 car, the s racing team. They've been leading for a massive amount of hours at the moment. Sven Miller in the Proton comp- uh, uh, Hubert competition, in the pits at the moment in second position, second in GT3. We'll get the, the standings up on screen now. There's one car that I just want to mention. It's the 936, the K Kramer Racing. It came into the pits and drove straight into its pit box under its own power. It's not allowed to do that. We'll get back back to that. There we go. The 54 in at first position. I- 83 in second position and then we have the uh, uh, Century Motorsport uh, the number 22 car in third position Attempto Racing in fourth in the 99 the 95 in fifth position Manamuri by uh, Ebby Motors um, in the GT3 Pro and a uh, class then the Century Motorsports number 14 in sixth. the uh 96 car collection motorsport in seventh place. The center lot junior team in eighth in the Audi R8 LMS. In ninth position is Hass RT um, running in the GT3M category. Human Motorsports in the 50 in 10th position. 11th is the 31 from Team Parker Racing, the Bentley Continental GT3. Red Camel. Um, Jordan's .nl leading the 992 category in 12th position. QMMF by HRT um, uh, leading uh, uh, leading the 992 AM category in 13th position. Uh, Toro Vauda, uh, Verde leading the uh, GTX category in the G56 Cup. Gianetta Giannet- in 14th. The the uh, Auto Autotech 962 in 15th position. And then it is the 903 Red And Racing in 16th position. 17th is MRS GT Racing Air um, with uh, John Corbett at the wheel. 907 in 18th position for RPM Racing. 19th is the 908 of Seb Jalou Racing by Duo Racing. The 714 More Than Racing uh, KTM at Crossbow in 20th uh, position twenty-first is the nine-seven-one, wrapped down by Fulgenzi, um, nine-nine-two Cup car, and then in twenty-second it's the nine-nine-two NKPP um, Racing by Bas Copen Racing. In twenty-third is the nine-two-nine HRT Performance, uh, running in the nine-nine-two AM category. Kakerama Racing is in twenty-fourth in the in the nine-three-six car, also running in the nine-nine-two AM category. Currently in the pits. The 27 Heart of Racing, by SBS in 25th position. 26 is the 901, Pro, uh, Pro Sport Racing, running in the 992 AM category. The 925, Team Captain America, by Baz and Racing in 27th. And then in 28th is the uh, 937, SMP Racing. Um, 29th is the uh, 961, in Auto Autotech. Um, in the 992 Cup class. And then it's the uh, 438 uh, having this great battle. Um, they're in thir- uh, 30th position, the AGMC racing t- team by Simpson Motorsport. Now just with a little lead over the 496, um, number 31, the uh, Continental Racing by TTR. And that's the battle for GT4 honours. Um, as they- we go to 32nd position, it's the 930 from HRT Performance running in the 992 Cup class AM. And... Thirty-third is the Vortex, but um, had some troubles overnight. Running, uh, that's the 701, the 85 CP Racing, after a gearbox change in 34 uh, fourth position. Thirty-fifth is uh, the leading TCR, that's the 138 Simpson Motorsport um, RS3 LMS DSG Audi. Uh, the 988 in 36 position, new ho- of, of a Red Sport by MRSG in the 992 Cup class. 37th is the 227. The SRS team saw got Rensport Racing in the 718 Cayman. They've had a very good run. Uh, the 38. Uh, 38th position, this is a 278 CWS Engineering in the TCX class in the Geneta G55 GD3 Evo of uh, Getsbridge, the 30 uh, the number 9 Getsbridge in the pits uh, uh, for retirement for that car we're going to start getting into the cars that have had some trouble now the 902, the Homgard Motorsport uh, in 40th uh, position in the pits as well the Muller Motorsport has got back out there Vladislav Lonko out, out at the wheel at the moment in 41st Position 42nd position and in the pits at the moment, the 226 Lotus, uh, but the CWS. Uh, but Janetta, the 277 had a few issues, and back out racing as well. In 44th position, it's the uh, um, the 989 um, MRS GT Racing, running in the 992 AM category, back out on the race, and then we have the 48 um, the uh, in 45th position, in the pits at the moment, the uh, silicon by Cox Racing, and that's a retirement AC Motorsport, in the 188 in the pits as well, running in the TCR category. The 429 had that big incident, down there at Turn Seven, and that was our, our retirement for that car. Um, then the uh, the first, well, uh, the 296 GT3 Ferrari, um, the uh, Racing One, and uh, that one has been retired as well. With the replacement door going on early in in 48th position. 49th is um, the uh, the uh, lovely. Um, 720s, and unfortunately Axel Jeffries brought that back in and retirement for that also for the 91 Herbert Motorsport in 50th. The Dragon Racing issues for their Ferrari 296 as well. Grove Racing um, uh, uh, retired very early on in the piece. 88 laps done for the saint Junior Racing team uh, in 53rd position when they power sit, se- but um, uh, their power steering failure again. Uh, then one of the early retirements, the 927. SRS team saw Sport um, in 54th position and unfortunately the of Motorsport uh, Lamborghini Huracan did not take the start and that's how we wrap it up with uh, around about 5 hours and 52 minutes to go. And we have Diana Beaks down in the pits.
4: I was just waiting for you to take that <laughs> breath there before I interrupted you. I'm so sorry, but uh, yeah, I have got Freddie Tomlinson who's just jumped out um, who was while you're in the middle of doing the updates there. Um, Freddie, how, how was that stint tonight? Um, it seemed as if you were um, had a few challenges, but you've overcome them.
1: Yeah, we've, we had a few challenges with the car and things, and obviously it's tricky with the traffic at the track because... There's lots of cars out there, but it's, it's good to get through the night and then fingers crossed for the rest of the day.
4: And how's the Janetta holding up?
1: Yeah, at the minute, it's, it's holding up pretty well. I don't, I don't think we've had any issues since I've been asleep or anything, so I think we're all good. So touch wood, it goes, goes well to the end.
4: Looks like the team were doing a fantastic job, a very sort of slick pit stop there when you came into Handover.
1: Yeah, very quick pit stop from the boys. They've been doing a very good job, so, yeah, thanks to the whole team, yeah. And are you going back out? Um, I'm not sure yet. I think I'll have a little sleep, and then I'll see how I'm feeling after that. And how much did you enjoy being part of that race? Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, It's just such a huge spectacle for the whole country and for the city, and all of the buildings around the Motor City is really cool, so it's, it's been a great race, yeah.
4: It's been great to see so many fans here, wasn't it? Like at the start of the race, the grid was absolutely packed.
1: Yeah, I've, I've never seen a grid so packed at the start of the race. So, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable seeing how quickly motorsport spread in the UAE and hopefully it'll continue to spread uh, over the whole of the Middle East.
4: Thanks, Freddie. Thanks very much for chatting to us.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you very much, Di.
2: Let's have a look at um, a pit stop from our leader, Marcus Winklehot, at the wheel. He's done a um, a one-hour stint in that car, 30 laps done, driver change uh, happening. We'll find out who the new driver is when he uh, trips the beam as he exits. The fuel, normal stop, four wheels going, four of the hand-cooked tyres going on, new driver getting strapped in everything going very very swimmingly for the 54 the Easterland racing team at the moment they've been leading this race now for many many hours from lap 226 and we're on lap 456 as um, uh, Andrew Marriott joins me to go to the end absolutely well we've got a great battle still going third place
7: unbelievable performance by young Jack Barlow in oh. the Century Motors BMW battling for Third place now with the Attempto Racing. But I'm just looking back at this performance of the East Easterland uh, racing team, a new racing team, only a year old. As we said uh, several times before, they won the GT Open series in their first year, the, the Spanish Run series, uh, and then cruelly had that uh, championships taken away from them. But uh, I analyzing that as we see the 929, 929 porsche go through is you've got two of the very best guys who race audi r8s in that car true in marcus Winkelhock, he knows how to win 24 hour races and you've got christopher arse as well and we've spoken to uh, both of them so you know, terrific outfit by them and um, and then young Simon Riker, the son of, of the owner, the 23 year old. Well, he's done a superb job.
2: Indeed, Gilles Wong is getting behind the wheel of the 54 car for its next stint. Uh, and this- the third place has just swapped, hasn't it? Yes, it ha- yeah. has indeed. Uh,
4: well, uh, good morning. morning good morning, how how are you? You? Good morning. We're all how are you? very,
2: very fired up for these, uh, this, uh, this last stanza. <laughs>
4: The whole guard of Motorsport, the 902 Porsche, uh, is on the pit apron and now earlier on they did get hit um, and now they've got a problem with the rear axles. So the car is on the pit apron but they're going to take it back into the garage there and they've brought the uh, trolley jacks out to move it back in. So they're just a bit frustrated, obviously, after the earlier incident and um, they've got to have a look at it now to see what they can do, if they can do anything really, but uh, they're all... Walking quite slowly, which leads me to believe there's no urgency uh, at this stage. But I think that uh, it's not looking as good, I'm afraid, for Di, can you head
2: down to the 936 pits for Kay Kramer Racing? They bought that car in. They drove it straight into the box. They've been in the box for 22 minutes at the moment to see what is going on down there. Thank you so do. much.
7: And just to round out that thought about uh, the Easterland uh, racing team, uh, of course, we've had a terrific performance by a young guy who's really made his mark in this race here in Dubai, young Charles uh, Magnus. Yes. Uh, and uh, obviously he had three years in the World Touring Car Championship and a former top uh, Renault, former Renault racer. But uh, what what a magnificent job by him as well. And uh, let's give a name check. Sebastian Hoffman is the chief mechanic there at that team. And he's uh, put a great group of guys together so now we're watching this multicolored bmw of course last year we had the wrt team here the factory bmws they were going to come defend the title then we had the date change so sadly we didn't have them arriving here and of course now the guys are racing over at another 24-hour race which is going around and around (laughs) the lights of the florida bowl right now but um the BMW um, mark has been so well represented by Nathan Freak's Century Motorsport and they're battling for third place with the Attempto racing car the owner's son of that team Alex Acker is now on board and they are separated by just four That's seconds that, that. and uh, we can pick that battle up on the track as there uh, we see chasing down that uh, place and Jack Barlow came in at the last minute into that car, and he must have been in longer than any of the other drivers. Because whenever I looked at the the, the scoreboard, it seems to be him in the 22 Century Motorsport <laughs> car. <laughs> uh, let's not forget uh, the other, other Century car either, and uh, Darren Lung, a British uh, GT champion at the moment, in that 14 machine. So terrific job for those
2: boys. Indeed, just having a look at the GT4 battle, which has been going on for a couple of hours now. Uh, Mikhail Loder in the Continental Racing by TTR just put in his fastest lap of the race at 210.086. Now, they've got a few; they've got 21 pit stops. The BMW for AGMC racing by Team Simpson racing Cameron McLeod at the wheel of that one. That's leading the GT4 category, but only 19 pit stops. Now, they had a, a terrific race for probably three or four yeah, hours. Okay. Yeah, we
7: mentioned Cameron McLeod, didn't we? Yeah. Um, well on on uh, during qualifying a young man third generation racer his granddad won the bathurst 12 hours yes. uh, <laughs> um, so um, that's coming uh, your uh, way we, not in the not too distant future yeah, as well, well after uh, that yeah and his dad a racer as well his dad involved that company, Mark Cars, that yes. raced in this series, Silhouette uh, Mark Cars, and uh, yes, also uh, been
2: seen at, at Bathurst, of course. Well, they got, um, they've got their latest evolution. They started yeah. off with the with the Ford Focus and the Mazda yeah, 323 Silhouettes, right. yeah, uh, which raced here um, very successfully and raced in the Creventic series. I was with Amaro Ahmed when he was driving one of those Mark yeah. Cars at uh, the Creventic event at Zandvoort, before all of the modifications were made for Formula One. He'd never driven a V8 car before and it was raining oh. and he had, and, uh, the, basically the head-on show said there's all the switches for all the safety stuff do not turn them off <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: now, now got think.
7: Diana now I think we can go down to Diana Binks doing sterling work down there in the pits
4: Thank you very much. Uh, we uh, I've just come down to find out about the 936, and they've actually just wheeled the Porsche out uh, onto the pit apron, and it's going to rejoin. But when I went in about a few minutes earlier, they said they had no power in the engine, and they were sort of shaking their heads and not sure what was going to happen. And then within two seconds, they've, they've wheeled the car back out. So they must have found some issue, and I guess they're going to go and check and see you know what happens on this installation? yeah because they
2: drove that car in under power which is a definite no-no in creventic racing you must put um, the, the, the you have to stop on the apron and the car has to be pushed in and out of the pits so there may be a penalty coming along for that we'll wait for that um, happens
5: you and never, they, are, they have got a
2: 10-second yeah. time penalty for not resp- uh, respecting pit stop regulations.
7: Now, the Kroventik organisation, of course, is Dutch. Yes. And Holland undoubtedly punches well above its weight in motor racing. Of course. And has had some great heroes over the years, going back to a lot winners winners East van Lennep, and, of course, now the very best uh, driver in the world, winning the world championship. Some great drivers along the way. One that we thought was going to go all the way to the top, he didn't in the end. He won the British Formula Ford Festival, and he won, I remember, in 1985, the support Formula 3 race at um, the British Grand Prix. His name was Von
2: Cowan, and he died yesterday. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, Just 60 years old. Commiserations from us here in the Global Broadcast Centre to his family and friends. It's a great guy, Gareth. I was just uh, in the night talking to
7: Patrick Haysman about him. We hadn't seen him for a long time. He, yep. he remembers him as a gentleman. Oh. So... Sad news from, from Holland. But Jack, it is right, isn't Holland, it? Holland really does punch above its weight. It does isn't indeed. You? A lot, I mean, quite a lot of it. Look at that, we got the, the... The 714, that yes. is the... And that is GTX a... car, that, that's the, the, the lovely car from Austria. built. And by, that's on the
2: entry into turn yeah, number 14. That, oh, the
7: Porsche went wide, and you see there's still a lot of sand down there, isn't
2: there? He's lost that under braking. He's yeah. lost that under, under braking. Let's have a look at what happened to the 714. We'll get down to Diana in a minute. We're just seeing what happened. Oh, he's already oh. off the track. He lost it at uh, turn 13. That's a big lose there. Very, very. High oh, speed. I oh, Cover the cars were inches of him. Wow, well, that's art to twist at the wheel of that car. As uh, we'll try and recover that. Back down to you, Di. What do you got for us?
4: thank you very much i thought there was something going on there but i'll let uh, we'll come back to that the number 22 century motorsport jack barlow has just uh, come into the pits to hand over um jack doing a sterling job
6: yeah sorry it's a bit noisy here but no um i mean to be honest i'm pretty tired um obviously we've been up all night so been really trying to put a, a, a bit of a stint in really um carl has uh, just got back from uh, having a good night's sleep in the hotel, so it's all right for some.
4: Uh, but no- I know the feeling, Jack. I know the feeling. Say again? I know the feeling.
6: Yeah, well, look, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to a good night rest, to say the least. But uh, no, it looks like we're doing well in the Pro-Am class, so really, really happy to recover, as I say, from a few pit-, pit stop mistakes we made at the beginning of the race. It really cost us, so we've been working our way, working our way, working our way, so yeah. Obviously, now it's over to Carl and see uh, see what he can do.
4: What's been the biggest challenge during the night for you? Um, I think for me, is uh,
6: because I've been out of racing for a while, Is my general fitness. Um, you can train as much as you want, but being in the car is just a different type of fitness. Obviously, I'm struggling a little bit on my neck. Um, obviously, I did a double stint just before this one. So, uh, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's taking it out of me, really. So... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to some rest, but uh, hopefully we can uh, celebrate on the podium first, fingers crossed.
4: Well, you're doing a great job. You obviously need to be back in the car more often.
6: Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, it's, it's where I'd like to be, but uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see to see what opportunities come up in the future. But yeah, focus one race at a time.
4: Have you enjoyed? The, are you enjoying this event here in Dubai?
6: Yeah, what an unbelievable event. It's. Uh, I mean, I've never done longer than a 20-minute <laughs> race, let alone a 24-hour race, so... There's a lot to learn, and um, I'm learning as I go along, but absolutely loving it. Uh, It's uh, crazy how much the adrenaline can keep you awake, to say the least. I mean, I haven't slept since. I mean, I woke up 8 a.m. yesterday, so nearly 24 hours I've been awake, but, hey, it's part and parcel. It's got to
4: be done. It's endurance racing, Jack.
6: Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's the part I need to get used to, so uh, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts.
4: Well, enjoy well, that. Well, rest. thanks,
6: Dai, Thank you very much. And that boy
7: has put his name up in lights, and I think we'll be seeing him in more endurance races. I say, well done to Nathan Freak, taking a big chance on putting him in the car. He's oh, done a 20 minute race before. in and I'm not quite sure how it came about that he, he he came into the car but what a magnificent effort for me you know if we had a driver of, of it's not the day the driver of 24 hours it would be he, him for me
2: indeed Dinos. best lap in that stint of uh, an hour and 15 minutes 37 laps at 201 316 that is right on the race pace at the moment yeah. so great driving from young jack barlow we will see him a, a bit uh, the uh, 96 dustin uh, black uh, Blatnade has come in in the um, uh, car collection motorsport Porsche, currently running third in the Pro-Am, eighth overall, just on his outlap at the moment. Carl Carvers has got into the Century Motorsport BMW um, and on his outlap at the moment. Sun now fully risen, but a cloudy morning and a hazy morning, as you can see from the drone shot over the um, apex garden. That'll fill up as uh, people come down to have some breakfast from Motor City. Yes, Diana, what have you got? The
4: 936 Prima Racing uh, we talked about earlier went back out onto the track. They were having some issues. Um, Martino, you've just just had to come back in. You did one lap. Clearly there's an issue that you were not able to resolve. What was it?
8: Uh, There's something wrong with the engine of the car, we have a massive failure, Um, normally we have RPM like 8000, now 7000 is maximum, Uh, no power anymore, and uh, we tried again after checking the data with Manta Racing, but uh, we decided to stop the car because uh, it makes no sense to continue like this.
4: No, I mean you're just going to cause so much more damage, aren't you, and uh, our repair bill
8: for sure. Disappointed? Yeah, of course, I'm very disappointed. Uh, We have a race with a lot of ups and downs and fight back, and uh, there was a chance to come to the podium in the AM class, but uh, now everything is over and out, and yeah.
4: Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but up until the point, were you enjoying being involved in the Dubai 24?
8: I was enjoying it a lot. The track is very cool, very hard to drive if you do... One single stint, it's really physically for the body. And, uh, yeah, I definitely come back. Thank you very much,
2: Di. Yeah, they started in uh, 36th position. Remember, then they got uh, missed the pit light green. It went red, and they had to start behind the back of the field worked their way back up. They, they're qualifying position was um, P5 in AM, um, so they, they, they knew they had the pace. They worked very hard, but uh, that engine issue, that has done them.
7: Last year, they certainly had the pace at the Nürburgring uh, 24 hours where they were the highest-placed non-GT3 car. Wow. Um, uh, that relatively new team are also running, of course, the SMP, the, the Russian car. So, Jack mentioned that... Uh, Carl Carvers is now in uh, his seat in the Century Motorsport BMW. Carl, very much the am in that car, 56-year-old entrepreneur who uh, comes from Sheffield in Yorkshire, and he founded a company called Sumo Digital. Now, I tell you, they employ 1,100 people in 16 different studios, and they come up with some of the most popular computer games, a huge business, and... uh, Carl, having made some decent wedge, it has to be said, um, he uh, is the patron of a, a major charity called Saving Kids Cancer. It is okay. all down yeah. the side of the car, actually. But he's had—he uh, hasn't been racing that long, although he's 56. I think he started in a, a, in a Porsche Club Championship in 2020. Did the GT Cup in 21. Uh, He's been uh, running in Ferrari Challenge UK events. In fact, last year he was second in that championship. So, um, I did also has raced um, with the Century BMW last season with Lewis Plato. So, uh, Lewis Plato has um, been mentoring him. But uh, let's see what sort of lap time's Carl, See, what he's doing...
2: You know, good times. Yeah, he's, you know. he's going to be under a bit of pressure. I'm just waiting for Cosimo Papi to come across the yeah. line. I reckon it's about 25, se- 19 seconds, and that is the battle for a Pro AMG D3 first and second for a uh, Century Motorsport from Manamiri uh, Energy by Ebby Motors. Well, I call that the Willie Motors team. Yes, that's
7: what it always was, yeah. the Willie Motors. Which yes. is- oh,
2: oh, for years,
7: Willie Motors. Yes, but I, I think as as that team progressed. Um, I think they bought uh, the Ebi, Ebi Motors. Is, is they sell Porsches, but they're also a very successful uh, Porsche racing team in Italy. They've won, won their cars and won the Porsche Carrera Italian Cup a number of years, and uh, very professional. And that's had a nice, clean run. I so Cosimo is the youngster, the young gun in that car, just drafted in this year uh, to uh, drive along with the. Um, Italians and no Romanian, so uh, interesting to see. Disappointment really from Haas RT. We thought we might, they might yes. be right up there at the end. They've
2: dropped tonight, and uh, well, what about the Bentley, eh? Rob Huff has just brought that in. Now, I want to say something about that. I've been standing outside on the grandstand, and the car doesn't actually move. What it does, with the massive amount of torque it has, it rotates the planet underneath (laughs) its back wheels because that thing is just thunderous, and it was that and and about uh, four car lengths behind it was the G56 Genetta, and sonorous V8 noise reverberating around the Dubai Autodrome, but uh, Rob Huff has done his stint in that running down in 11 They've been having that ABS issue all right from the very off when we first interviewed when Rob got out of the car and he had to reset the breakers and they're having to play with it. All the drivers are having to play with the, the, uh, the ABS settings on that car to stop blowing. We saw Rob have that big lock-up into Turn 14 uh, as, the, as the fuse blew and the ABS went away. And as soon as the ABS went away, uh, the wheels locked up. There was nothing to stop them locking except Rob's right foot. And uh,
7: <laughs> oh, Well, I started driving cars, no such thing as ABS. Yes, I, I was also... Oh, you modulated the brakes, didn't you? Yes. Cadence braking,
2: we Yes, call it. it's called hands, feet behind and uh, head yes. racing. That's all the computer power that you have. Yeah. And I'll I, talk about
7: how to adjust the brake balance. Well, you're a former motorcycle racer. Yeah. And how do you adjust your brake balance?
2: I had a little, uh, uh, winder.
7: Well, yeah, but I mean, between the front and back... No, you're, what, what, you're, you're, you're breaking one wheel with your foot and the other you're breaking the other one with your hand and the brake
2: balance is your brain yes it is indeed <laughs> yeah. uh, your, uh, your brain what's <laughs> sitting on the seat it, all the feel there and uh, with the bikes I was racing you needed to have a little bit of back brake coming out of the corners yeah, to stop the front just, wheel jumping up yeah, in the air Yeah, and so uh, trail braking on those sort of things uh, um, uh, we've got um, the art of racing by SPS currently fifth in pro am in the fuel bay and Stephen Pallett also in the Pro Sport Racing uh, 6th in the M down in the fuel. Um, but um, a lot of retirements so far and uh, I think um, Snowy and Chris were discussing about, um, we're seeing the gearbox issue for the Mercedes um, we don't yeah. normally see that, sort of really. I remember t- uh, the last two years John and I were discussing we were having a lot of problems with the gearbox with the 992 cars yes. and now that seems to have uh, translated over to the Mercedes car with uh, CP Racing having to change their gearbox uh, uh, whilst in the lead of the AM category and remember they're going for the uh, the AM category win in the Middle East trophy yeah. powered by Hancock. And uh, that sort of put a blight on the, their car. Uh, we're currently down in 34th thir- uh, position, Darren Law at the wheel of that. They're currently running sixth in the AM category, so it, it's very difficult to get points um, running that far down in that AM category. But uh-huh. however, yeah. okay. however... Go on they were uh, they are the only am car that will complete all three rounds so they should get the am the problem is they may not get the gt3 um winner due to the fact that manamuri energy by ebby motors um, um is currently leading that that, that um, championship um in the the 95 car so um there's a lot to play for. They not, uh, six, they're on not with six. They're actually 68 points and si- uh, 60 points. So this could get very exciting for the GT3 and the GT3 AM. Well, this is so unusual for Mercedes. I mean, oh. we've seen them obviously win
7: here with the red with the Black Falcon the team, which is, is now the, 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 one of the two HPT teams. Of course, has helped the helped racing yes. team and then the I And then we've got the HRT team that we're racing with us here, which is, I think, is it the Hanover Racing Team? It's short for Hanover Racing Team. They have a flag uh, uh, over their pit with the flag of the city of Hanover on it. I wouldn't know that flag if you hit me with it in the face. It's got sort of castles on it. Um, So... Obviously, there's been quite a lot of Australian participation in this race. Yep. We just mentioned uh, McLeod. John, John Corbett, who we see circulating at the moment in the 17, um, is Sydney-based. I think he's probably a Brit originally. Um, so he, he's uh, a guy that's uh, raced in the Radical Euro Masters Series and has had a, a TCX podium here in the past. So he's, and he's also raced Le Mans, actually.
2: It was interesting. We're talking about the sun come up. Uh, came yeah. up came right. up uh, half an hour ago. Oh, the two seven seven is getting pushed back in the yeah. box as well. Now they are. Let me have a look at uh, where the two seven seven is. Uh, we've got the two two seven there. Where is the two seven seven? Let me just go down there. The two seven running in thirty seventh. Currently second in the TCX category. And at the 277, with all of those issues, running down in 43rd position at the moment. Currently fourth in the TCX.
7: Yeah. Um, while I was uh, getting my head down, obviously we talking. We just the get speed car disappeared.
2: Yes. Was that another transmission? We um, I'm not 100% sure. I've got to look at my my. Uh, writing that is uh, getting harder, yeah. harder and harder to read as we get on there I'll get back to you on that one but I had a very interesting conversation um, with al Alcabasi a multiple winner here with the Black Falcon team Yeah, and he said when the sun comes up the race restarts. Yes. Okay, yes. he said, over the night time, you hold position. You just make sure you stay out of trouble. Remember, we had um, four-tenths of the track into pure darkness yes. back in those days. And if you stay out of trouble, keep the car in one piece, and then when the sun comes up, that's the time the strategy starts to play in and you start working towards where you're going to be at 1 p.m.
7: So, quickest man out there at the moment, though, is Mika uh, Pano in the Haas team. He's circulating 2:02. I wonder if we'll get back down under the, the two minutes again before the end of this race
6: well
2: the the, the it's it's actually quite a cloudy morning uh, this morning yeah. so the sun's not really going to hit the track with uh, and we saw when the sun does get on this track it gets or it gets greasy yeah. okay Ooh. there as you can see that's all the pickup from uh, the hancock tires yeah. that is being thrown out of the wheel wells now my old friend of mine whose uh, autobiography
7: i ghosted called david hobbs oh yes made he used to call this and he did the Formula One for many years in America and he called what we've just seen clag nuts And the American public did not never heard this in <laughs> And they were so excited by that they even made t-shirts with the oh, word clagnuts on it. Uh, so uh, that, book, that book is called Hobbo. It's still available. It's sold a lot of copies, actually. I signed a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's probably at Daytona signing them and selling them still.
2: Yes, yeah, so I ran into David uh, in uh, 2022 when I was at the uh, IMSA Race at Road America. Yeah. And uh, he was in uh, the uh, Visitor's Centre signing books. I had a great chat with him there. What a character well, it, he is. Yeah, they've
7: got a home in Elkhart Lake, you yes. see.
2: Um, In fact, the family have
7: just sold their Honda dealership. Really? Wow! Uh, And they own the premises uh, (laughs) in um, in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, of course, um, where Harley Davidson comes from. Exactly. And uh, also a very famous beer. Indeed, it does. Yeah. So, Charles Magnus, the uh, former former Ford, former Renault runner, I should say, doing a grand job keeping that he's uh, still racing team Audi up front there and now in the Proton the uh, Proton Huber competition portion is second it's uh, Renat Salikov who I don't know so much about um, I did I uh, when I was doing my prep try and check him out Renat no don't know so much about Renat so. so we can find out. But yeah, well, he's doing a good job as well, actually, for somebody who's not very well known. Isn't so he- when, you know, I look at it, been around a little while, looking at an entry like this, and I know who most of them are. And then you say, like, Ah,
2: who's he? These. And then, and then he's quick. He oh, I should know who he it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice when the, uh, we have new faces pop up. Uh, absolutely, uh, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, it works. Um, You know, uh, getting new people into this type of series, and they come here and they really enjoy it. You know, Um, 24 hour race is a huge commitment by all of the teams, yeah. Um, uh, And they all come here with you know, uh, they want to win, they want you know, there's no two ways about it. Everybody comes here to stand on the podium and stand on the top step.
7: Little story about 24 hour races. Oh, I think di has got somebody, so I think we can go down there and get the very latest from the pit lane. with Miss Diana
4: Binks. (laughs) Thank you very much. With uh, CWS and uh, Mark has just got out of the car, we saw it being wheeled back into the garage there, but Mark, you were just telling me that you did actually uh, get hit out on track.
8: Yeah, between turn 13 and 14, the Madman in the quad bike, or...
4: Sorry, I just need to come back out here, it's not getting the signal.
2: Sorry, the Madman in the quad bike, or the KTM, belted into the rear of me, I went off through the rubble, I didn't hit anything, he had a big spin, but the, I think it's done a tow link in the left rear,
5: so it's just making it hard to drive round corners.
4: Well I could see they were struggling you know, to get it back in the garage there.
5: Yeah, oh they're just getting old. <laughs> it's
4: getting well late. they're doing a great job behind, they're working frantically on the car, will we get it back out?
2: Yeah we'll definitely get it back out, and I've got to tell you, the mechanics working in our pits this weekend are fantastic, they've done a sensational job, they've kept us going.
4: They do a great job always.
2: They do, don't they? Yeah, very good.
4: Okay, well, hopefully you'll get back out, Mark. Yeah, we'll get back
2: out. Thank you. Let's have a look at what happened with that. We may just pick up the end of it. And uh, there is the spin there. And uh, you can see him turning, uh, being rotated around. Um, the 714. Now, we wait to see... On the right, I uh, think. So, yes, on the right-hand side. I think we'll there see. Goes, there yeah. we go. There's a Janetta off to the right-hand side. So, it got clipped in the rear just a, a little bit. That was after twist at the wheel of the uh, uh, 714 at that time. They did come in and box immediately after that just to have a little bit of a look-see at the car. Back out running um, at, at the moment. Uh, Daniel Drexel has got behind the wheel. Currently second in G GTX quite a few, uh, probably uh, quite a few laps at the moment behind John Corbett, who's just come out of the pits. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Nico Prost is back behind the wheel of the uh, uh, leading GTX car, the G56 from Toro Verde. Yeah, so just a bit more about uh, Renat uh,
7: Salikov. Uh, he's a guy from Moscow. Yep. Um, 38 years old, been racing GT cars mainly and I did say this yesterday to Ferrari 488s over the years represented uh, Russia in the uh, FIA Motorsport Games in the GT section very interesting one-off event that and then he's been racing in the Italian GT Championship and Intercontinental GT Championship earlier going back and so he's well used to these guys done the Spa 24 hours where he had a Win in the Pro-Am class uh, back in 2018. So you know he's got a good history. He's used to these long-distance races. He's done the Golf 12 Hours. um, Just uh, got got finished second in the Golf 12 Hours back in 2017. So he's got a good history. But nearly all his work has been done in Ferraris, and now suddenly he's in the big
2: rival from Germany, Porsche. Porsche the 277 is out of the pit box down in the fuel bay at the moment so uh, they were able to have a look at that car just say okay doesn't seem like anything's broken so we're just going to start
7: discussing 24-hour races when I was a kid when I first started doing uh, I started very young I'll tell you that um working at motoring news um I was very much a single-seater guy yes Formula One Formula 2, that's what it's all about, Us actually reporting Formula 2 races. And they said, Oh, we want you to go to Le Mans. I ah, don't want to go there for city sports car racing. You know, they don't drive very fast, they just try to serve. And they did, of course, conserve the cars back then. Yes. It was 1965. Ooh. Yes. Um, and, of course, what happened? One of my greatest heroes, a Formula 2 guy, Jochen Rindt, Austrian, the only ever oh. posthumous world champion. Went and won the race with a guy called Maston Gregory. And, of course, there's always the story, did the reserve driver, Ed Hugus, ever drive it? Wikipedia says he did. I didn't see him. Oh. But then, you know, in those days, it was a bit more difficult. Um, Yes. And, uh, you know... But, interesting. Uh, But the, the tale to this story is I came back absolutely having loved it. So having gone sort of under sufferance, I came back saying <laughs> I've got to keep going back. That and I have lost count of how many times I have done it on the pit lane as a commentator and as for several years as a producer. But it's over 50. Wow, so um, I've, been, I've been there, done that. I still like to go back, but must say, love the more classic, which uh, oh, yeah, uh, proud to uh, work for uh, radio show limited the last couple of years. It's every two years that event, but yes. they, because to tie in with the 100th anniversary and all that, they had they had two consecutive years. And always great racing. Uh, oh, all the Vortex. Can, has, yeah, the Vortex has had a spin. The vortex has gone and, around. Uh, one of the guys always does very well in, in that event. Uh, two or three of them, of course, uh, you know, are all in the 961 fac. Autosport, auto technique car and uh, yves chamama uh, is currently driving that and he's one of the guys that's uh, a real hero um at the uh, le mans classic he, he drives a, a beautiful tosh and uh, other cars as well and uh yves chamama uh swiss but based based around a big company in uh, the united Ooh, states a little bit of contact there oh yes it yes,
2: was contact indeed Lionel Lamarouche doing a good job to keep that car off the wall. He got spun out, didn't he? He did, did indeed. He got fully rotated, That's back, pointing I am. in the right direction. So uh, he's back motoring again. He didn't come into the pits. Um, he's uh, going, yep, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Car feels fine. Let's have a look at uh, if there's any bits of carbon fibre hanging off. And anyway, we're back to the Giannetta. 276 this time. Yes.
7: Um, uh, but, I mean, we had a lovely interview, didn't we, just 15 minutes ago from Freddie, yeah. uh, Tomlinson, and Freddie Tomlinson. I mean, that's a sensational performance by that car. Uh, and you know, We had an interview yesterday with, with Lawrence, the boss yes. of yeah. talking about how it, it's been built as a budget car to do these kind of races. Indeed it was. Uh, a- but there's not much budget about it, is it? I mean, that car is, you know, a development car, we're calling it... Um, the uh, G56 uh, plus, uh, and uh, yeah, very impressed with what the team uh, the team have done with that.
2: Now that car that was involved in that incident was a okay. 22 of Century Motorsport, ah. okay, and uh, that is under investigation at the the moment. 22 and 701. The 22 is Carl Carver's, yeah, and uh, he at the moment is having a battle for with Cosimo uh, Papi, Manamuri e- uh, Energy by e- Ebi Motors. Um, they are 11 seconds apart at the yeah. moment. He cannot afford to get any type form of time penalty because. That's going to bring them very, very close together. I, I think he may well get one for that. Yeah. Would it be a 10 seconder? Or? Probably. We, we've seen these uh, ones come up before with uh, incidents in similar to that. They're never exactly the same. Yeah. But uh, it was more a tag than uh, anything else. And uh, they're normally a 10 second penalty. One was 15, I think. Yeah. We'll leave that up to the stewards. They've had a fairly busy race so far. And <laughs> they're still going. And uh, we'll let them have a look at that to see if they can uh, work out whether they can uh, work um, a solution to uh, rectify this. Uh, this He's not going to lose third place in the GDX. There's only three cars running. But um, they want that Vortex 2.0. They're making more of them. They've sold two of them so far. Um, And uh, they want to make some more as as well. So... uh, we're just seeing if the 22's got any issues as well, whether there's a tyre rubbing on the uh, right hand side. I just saw a little bit of smoke there. It looks pretty clean at the moment. Yeah, it was a bit of a NASCAR kiss, wasn't it? It like, was indeed. Yeah, it's yeah. a bump and run. Bump yeah. and run NASCAR. Dale Earnhardt Sr., the, uh, the absolute master of that.
7: Yeah, I had the uh, privilege of, of interviewing Dale Earnhardt when he raced the Corvette that year at the yes. Daytona oh, 24. Detail, yes, he did. And uh, he told me something that nobody knew: that his grandmother, one of his grandmothers, was Scottish.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. No. Well. And then I was, I
7: was producing for Sky Sports a show um, where he was killed, and I, that was that was pretty challenging for us actually
2: very much indeed I did go to Daytona in 2022 and I went to, um, took the tour around in the in the, the buggy train yeah and the uh, American flag at turn four on the bowl um, is always there? And uh, had a great chat with his son, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. there. He yeah. was he was actually doing something for his podcast oh, uh, wow. uh, with one of his old cars in the Daytona Museum, which yeah. is absolutely fantastic, by the way. Wow, lucky to, to yeah. see him there. Well, you know, it was Dale,
7: t- Dale Sr., of course, the Intimidator. They call oh,
2: that the, intimidator. yes, he is the Intimidator. Um, and uh, that is why Daniel Ricciardo has the number three on his car. Yes. yes. And he got to drive Dale Earnhardt's car when he won the race for McLaren. Did he? Yes, that, indeed. That so? And yeah. Zach Brown said, I'll give you a drive of his number three car if you win a race. Yeah. And he won Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that all went out over there. I can't remember where it was in the States, but uh, he had to oh, okay, I've got a clutch pedal and I've got a H-pattern 4-speed <laughs> gearbox. What am I got? He had a ball, absolute ball with that. But that's why he raised the number three. He's a massive fan, and uh, Zach Brown used it as a bit of carrot and stick, I think. They don't seem to do it so much these days, but ten years
7: ago, um, certainly Mobile ran some very interesting programmes where you know, Lewis Hamilton and Tony Stewart swapped cars. Yes. And it was all filmed, obviously. And I uh, love that sort of stuff. When, uh, But Tony Stewart, long former IRL champion, raced so much in... Uh, in NASCAR, um, uh, who I worked with uh, once at the Daytona uh, 24, uh, for uh, a long gone team actually, but um, he was a, he was a, he was really terrific guy to work with, Tony. Totally. Spoken Tony Stewart.
2: Yes, well, he is married to Leah Pruitt, Pruitt NHRA top fuel driver. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. Tony went into A Fuel, which is a, a nitro car without the supercharger on it, got all his licensing. They're deciding to have a family, so Leah is stepping away, and Tony Stewart, in this season, will be driving an NHRA top fuel car. Wow, okay, he loves, loves racing everything, uh, oh, he, races, he owns a race truck. He races sprint cars, uh, yeah. uh, midgets, um, uh, compacts, everything.
7: Because he had a bit of a rep- reputation not being great with the media, you know. He, yes. he, he chucked me on camera. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found him actually delightful. He was he was running uh, for the Crawford team together with Johnny Molem and Jan Lammers. Yeah. And I still got in my office the um,
2: hero card that they all signed. Brilliant stuff. But um, yeah, the, the uh, legends of uh, US racing uh, yeah. is, is something else. Um, uh, my uh, cousin Dave Grubnik is uh, the, the used to uh, run uh, for Connie Kalitta, uh in uh, the Top Fuel. He was a uh, Top Fuel driver. He's now uh, Brittany Force's engineer uh, yeah. for Force Racing. She runs Top Fuel. Her dad, who's 70 now, still runs in the 14-time NHRA ch- yeah. champion John Force in Funny Cars. Uh, Robert Heitz. Si- Stepping out this season, um, Austin Prox, uh, son of the legendary tuner Jimmy Proc, um is also racing um, in the Montana Boots brand uh, Top Fueler for John Force Racing as well. So uh, a lot going on. His two other daughters have also Ashley Force uh, a Funny Car Top uh, Nitro Funny Car, and uh, the middle daughter as well won the championship yeah, before yeah. stepping out to have kids. So, so. there's something really strange, isn't it? Look
7: the one sector of Motorsport where women are right up oh there. Yes.
2: it's drag racing yes. why uh, reaction times reaction times yeah. reaction times yeah you got yeah you've got, and, yeah. You've got uh, uh, top uh, top to, you know, pro bike riders like Angel Sampay's yeah. moved over to A-Fuel now. Um, Antron Brown, who used to run in the uh, pro bike championship, he's now in top fuel. But, uh, yeah, so many women uh, running in, in the Angie Smith, um, uh, they, they are just um, uh, talking about Australian top fuel the first yeah. Australian uh, women to go over 300 mile an hour in America um, was Rachel Splatt, the uh, son of the legendary uh, drag right. racer uh, bounty hunter Ian Splatt, yeah. who used to run the um, Nitro Alters, fuel alters, uh, absolutely uh, insane beast. Yeah, I've been to a few
7: drag races in my time. I remember going to the Gator National. Gator Nationals of, down yeah, in Florida.
2: Of, yeah, terrific event. Right next to where uh, but, Don Garlitz's museum yeah, is in Ocala, Florida. Yeah, I, just to bring that... Gainesville, that's where that is. Gainesville, Florida, just to bring that
7: back into the UAE. That's some drag racing here.
2: We have the flattest track down at the Yas Marina circuit. Now, when we started here... Um, uh they decided that they'll buy two top fuel cars, and they did. And it was from Don Schumacher Racing, and unfortunately yeah. Don passed away late last year. Um, and uh, so they bought um, Rocket Rod Fuller out to drive one of them, and Tommy Johnson uh, to drive the other ones. And uh, these guys were saying, because it's at sea level, there's a lot of oxygen. Yeah. It's so flat down there; it's laser leveled all the way down the quarter mile. And uh, it, uh, those cars have obviously gone back to America's. Yeah. Uh, they run pro mods instead here. But um, yeah, it was great to have the top fuelers out here at the Yass. Uh, they do lots of racing there. you got the VIP racing where you have to be in a luxury car yeah. to do it. they have that. Right. <laughs> oh yes, if you don't have a Viron, you're not racing. Yeah. Um, so they do the VIP racing. They do uh, a lot of very uh, interesting racing. You can take your Nissan Patrol, your yeah. 1500 horsepower Nissan Patrol out there, which they use to climb the red d- uh, dunes out here for sand, uh, sand racing. So uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happening at uh, the, the, circuits. We've got another quarter mile uh, circuit up in Hummel Quain, yeah. um, um, as well. Uh, the, the shake up in Hummel is a great motorsport family, Bu- built a lovely motorsport complex up there. Um, the motorplex in Hummel um, they do sand drags there as well. Um, uh, the motocross tracks and, uh, 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 the mini rallies uh, stages. So, uh, a lot of, uh, that type of sport going on here. That track's been around for quite a while. The Yash track was only built, um, when uh, that came on stream yeah, in yeah. 2009. Just thinking, this is going to be uh, a pretty big
7: month for Audi in the Middle East, because oh, <laughs> we've just had victory by the fantastic Carlos Sainz. Yes. Senior in the uh, in, in the the Dakar, Dakar yeah. rally, which is a bit of... Uh, uh, a uh, misnomer. Uh, yes, it is these days, but it, I mean, it, it, it retains the character. It does, indeed. But, and, and so much sport here in Dubai, is I think you mentioned to me, uh, I asked about the cricket pitch, and they've got a major cricket turn- yep, um, match going
2: on. The, they, they have, uh, I, I can't remember which IPL it is, but yep. um, they've got uh, that happening over these, this week and this weekend. Um, I know it's happening because all the roads are around yep, my yep. place are closed. Yeah, But uh, lots of cricket happens here as well.
7: And then, of course, golf last week and yep. uh, Rory McIlroy, the winner for the third or fourth time of the, uh, they call it the Desert Masters or something Desert, like that. Desert Classic. And is there is a motor racing connection because Rory McIlroy is one of a number of sports stars. With Alpine was just brought into Alpine exactly yeah, Exactly so yeah. there's a connection there
2: and that's going to that's going to happen more and more i think yeah, in, in formula I think so. 1 yeah uh, and in other sports as well as they are bringing on um, uh, you know we're getting in and you can see the sun just getting in the driver's okay. eyes now as they make their way up to turn 12. A bit cloudy this morning, still quite hazy. Temperature dropped down overnight. Coldest it was was at 6 o'clock this morning, 19.7 degrees. We had a top of uh, 29.1 yesterday at 3 p.m. So there's only been a 10-degree difference in temperature.
7: We're on board, aren't we, with the car collection car at the moment, which uh, is currently being driven by Dustin Blackner, And of course I still can't get used to car collection. <laughs> uh, Peter Schmidt's team running uh, in a Porsche rather than running uh, running the Audi since they've run for so many years. And that, 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 The company's grown out of uh, supercar storage basically. Yes. That's what car collection is
2: bit of smoke oh. coming out of the back of the 227 as uh, so they make their way up a turn 12. Nice move by. all oh, that uh, left rear tyre is rubbing on oh, the 227. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the oh, has has gone problem. again.
7: Spreading the sand all over the show.
2: You can mix that with some rubber. All right, mix it with uh, that was, on with the, that, that, was on, that was on the exit of turn 12 that he uh, uh, lost that, making his way down through 14 um, now, you can see that smoking right rear. Um, they're all almost a collision ah. between those two. Is he going to come into the pits? Does he know he's got a tyre rubbing on the, that right rear of the uh, white car heading down into uh, turn um, number 16? It's on the left-hand corners of that tyre. That he must have had a contact, um, and the, the guard has dropped down onto the tyre see if anything happens on this right-hander turn one uh, it'll be the left-hander at turn two Two, uh, yeah, that's where it'll hook up we'll just see if that uh, Vortex back running again didn't bother going in the pits, that smoking car is behind the Vortex at the moment and uh, he can't continue with that It'll, it'll cut through the carcass going to have to be very, very careful. Just noticing
7: that Sean Lynn is back in the, the Bentley that he had bought recently. And uh, still quite a good battle going on, isn't it, in the, in the 90, 99.2 category? Oh, yeah, plus, that... uh, Luke Brook, is, I mean, he's led most of the way, but I noticed about an hour or so ago that the QMMF car by uh, HRT had sneaked ahead of it. And I wonder what the gap is... The gap's opened up a little bit now. Julian uh, Hans is a young guy that uh, QMF who M- M.A.F. M- has put with the Kuwaitis, yep. they've been doing a, a super job actually,
2: haven't they? Indeed they have yeah, uh, the battle on for GT3 there's a couple of laps between a 479 for the e- e- Easterland, they're about a lap and a half ahead of the Proton-Huban uh, competition, 477 476 for a tempo, that battle going on for Proam in the GT3 6.8 seconds separate, 6 century motors, and Manamura energy by everybody, uh, That's still consistent. Continuing on, the battle uh, 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 in the AM category, BMW uh, from Century Motorsport leading the AM category. The second of the AMs down there in uh, eighth position, Mikko Panna, uh, uh, Winko Panna with Haas RT. Uh, A bit of work to do there. And uh, there, uh, but it's the Red Cavil Jordan uh, NL leading that 992 category. They've done that for oh, probably the last six or seven hours. They've been in the lead of that category. Um, QMF by HRT leading the AM category, second in 992. The second AM um, is uh, RPM Racing in the fuel Joe at the moment. Fellow Hamper it there, we've got a yellow flag at turn 14, um, which is in the bowl there. I just can't see anybody. Maybe they're up against the wall. We do lose a little bit of vision from our commentary box in the grandstand overlooking the pit lane. Cars running from right to left um, in front of us. Interesting guy, Mika Panu, from
7: Finland. He is an occupational health doctor in real life. And um, he says his, uh, his hobbies include motorsports, boxing and ice hockey. That's a very sort of Finnish thing, isn't
2: okay, it? Okay, that's very Finnish.
7: But uh, his, his Mika is not spelled like Mika Hakkinen. No. So with two eyes. And I thought it might have been a typo, but it's not, it's not. because I've just gone on his website. Um, <laughs> so he's an occupational physician.
2: GTX battle. Well, it's not really a battle at the moment. Nico Pross up in 15th position, leading the GTXs in the Toro Verde, Gianetta G56. The KTM... Oh, there's that smoke. Yes. Very uh, pronounced uh, uh, now. Very yeah, pronounced. It's the 227. That's the uh, SRS uh, team at Sorg uh, Rensport.
7: Yeah, that's a, a sort of Nürburgring based team, I think, run a lot of cars in Nürburgring uh, 24 hours. And, ooh! And it's problem at
2: 22. 22 oh, the has slowed. car Carver's at the wheel of that car, or was it just coming out of the? Oh that yeah, car? yeah. He definitely it's, it's, came off the throttle. Yeah, something but, happened. And now he's
9: got past him. Again.
7: I think
2: he saw the smoke coming out of the 227, yeah, and he backed off.
7: Discretion being the better part of valor there. Yeah, it seems to be all right now, doesn't it?
2: That's the 718 Cayman um, yeah. uh, running um, um, first in the TCX category, um, six laps ahead of um, the Janetta uh, 278 um, with Owen Hizzy at the wheel at the moment. And uh, Benito Tagale has a little oh. issue. I call him Benito Tangle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that smoke still coming out from that right-hand rear oh, yeah, wheel. A, He's it's battling it's toll- that car He's battling that car now. It's got to come in. Now, is that, that right, We Will, or is that something else? Yes, because it, it could be something else. Yes, uh, indeed. Yeah. Uh, we don't wish that on them. Only with just, just under five hours out. to go. Here we go. I'm is a choice
7: it? sure it's coming from the tire, you know.
2: Yeah. It's, um, it's the, what, uh, might be leaking oil line. Possibly. Like that, onto the exhaust. Huber car in to the pits. Bright racing
7: boots there. The S- Sven Muller, the star driver in that
2: car. Oh, he almost went over it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Very, very close. Second place, 83 in to the pits, along with Darren Leung and the Century Motorsport BMW. Now the, play- the engineers will be working very, very diligently to work out how many more stops do we have to do? What do we need to do to get to 1 o'clock? back
7: in the car collection car. Dustin Blattner driving it. The 96 machine. I haven't spoke much about Dustin Blattner in this broadcast, but uh, just a little bit about uh, the American, who I believe works uh, in the uh, film industry and visual effects. And uh, he's won his class in the past in the Golf 12 hours and normally races in the Porsche Sprint Challenge back in the States
2: you see all the marbles there off at turn number 11 as uh, we follow the 21 up over the brow SRT car a little bit of traffic to deal with, and the smoking Cayman. Cosimo Bappy is just chipping away at
7: Carl Covers. He is indeed. Well, Covers obviously haven't lost a little bit of time, presumably, when he's slow. So it's just five seconds between the pair of them now. And the other century car, Darren Lung at the wheel, no number 14. That has just uh, pitted.
2: Uh, Christopher of Zuckling sport, the 971 in the wrap-down by Phil Gansey car. So, to see if there was a driver change there may well have been we'll find out when looks like that's heading down to fuel at this time the 83 from second position and the uh, 14 from 6 down in the fuel bay at the moment top 3 cars running in the GT3 category 4th and 5th GT3 Pro-Am our first uh, GT3 Am is in the fuel bay that's the Century Motorsport car
7: now yeah, Darren. Darren Lung did race in this event last year. He was third in GT4, but now he's up at the sharp end. And of course won the British GT Championship with Dan Harper. I think it past season.
2: Michael Bon uh, um, on his outlap now in the 9-3-0. 930 uh, HRT Performance Porsche, 438 laps completed. Our leader has completed 482 laps. We will not get to 692 laps like we did in 2012.
7: And uh, the uh, 83 car has uh, is in fuel at the moment, so the uh, Attempto Racing Audi has uh, moved up to second place. With yep. Alex Acker, young Alex Acker at the wheel in that uh, Audi R8. I mean, its uh, V10 engine. I think I read that those engines, maybe not the race version, but the regular car, are actually built in Hungary.
2: I have no idea. Yeah,
7: that's um, it's way out. Out is factories are spread wide from Ingolstadt, you
2: know. uh, It's way way out of my price range, unfortunately. Yes, uh, (laughs) I couldn't tell you uh, that one. just under five hours remaining before we see yeah. the chequered flag here at the 19th running of the 24 hours at Dubai and round three of the Middle East trophy powered by Hankook Hashtag uh, 24 H Series. Hashtag This is Endurance. Don't forget, you can get all the timing and the YouTube feed on the 24series.com uh, uh, website, and you can also head over to the radio show limit, ne- limit, limited network of channels on RS1. You can hear the um, uh, Dubai 24, and on RS2 IMSA, you can hear the Daytona 24. You're really clever. You
7: got two uh,
2: laptops or something. You could watch both of them simultaneously. confusion wouldn't it? Well, there are people doing that. I've seen uh, the yeah. Twitter feed, and uh, definitely, now that's a little bit of oil debris on the back of yeah, that, I think yeah. you're, you're corrected that they've got an oil leak there the uh, race control will be looking at that very very yeah. carefully, just to see if that car is not uh, dropping some oil on the circuit, and just to remind ourselves as one of the
7: potential winners yesterday, went off on oil, into yes. the, the barrier and that of course was the Herbert motorsport car, ending the, the run Yep. Uh, that machine. And uh, no, I think it would have been They would have been right that up, would there have
2: been up there, like yeah. That. They were now twins. an involving car 22 under investigation. So the 22 is under investigation. That's Carl Carvers. And uh, that is uh, for that incident. Down with... Um, so... Things are... Uh, drivers are get, dr- Let's have a look at uh, a, a replay here of um, the pit stop. Well. wow uh, well. Well. I think it, 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 it's there to be knocked over. Yeah. It's there to be knocked over. Is that Shane climbing out I think, I think it was. Yeah. Of the uh, 95... Sorry, 85. Uh, was uh, Darren Law getting out of the car? Oh, it was Darren Law. Okay. Yeah. So he was getting um, out. Darren
7: promised to come up with the commentary box. So um, he might come up. Darren's worked TV a bit. Just did the pit lane with him for a few races uh, in Imza four or five years ago. Yeah. And jolly good he was too. But now he's very much the big team boss with Flying Lizard, of course. Um, bought the business with some investors off uh, Seth Neiman who founded that company, uh, that, that oil smoke is getting worse. Look at that oh now.
2: Yeah. Getting a lot worse. Race Control will be having a very, no, very... No, no, no,
7: that, that, that's going
2: to come in. Yeah. The team will be seeing this. They can see this live yeah. in there. And uh, they'll be watching the oil pressure gauges. See what's going on with that. And uh, let's uh, throw down to uh, Di Binks in the pitch. What do you got for us, Binksy?
4: I'm with um, CP Racing and Darren Law, who you were just talking about. He's just getting, uh, just jumped out of the car, so just uh, having a quick drink and sorting itself yeah. out. Darren, how was that out there for you th- this morning?
9: Actually, uh, it was pretty good. I drove it from uh, darkness into the sunlight, so it's kind of cool to do that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we had a great car, and we were I think we were leading at the halfway point, but... We had a transmission problem, and now we're just trying to keep going and get points.
4: That's so frustrating for yourself and the team, and I know what these guys are like. They dig deep every time they have any
9: issues and just keep going. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They really do. I mean, they literally, uh, it didn't take them long. Had to pull the whole floor off, change the entire transmission, differential, all the lines, but uh, they're just working hard, and it's never quit with this group.
4: How much are you enjoying being here in Dubai for this 24-hour?
9: I love it. I haven't, uh, I haven't raced in a little while, so it's a lot of fun. Loving uh, getting behind the wheel. Dubai has been great. Just had a really good time.
4: And how would you sort of summarize the race? You're a very experienced racing driver, of course, in this, in America and, and Europe. How would you rate this this event here?
9: You know, this is a this is a great event, and I would I would recommend it to anyone. I'm going to go back to the U.S. and tell everybody about it, and uh, I'd, I'd love to come back and do it again.
4: Well, we hope you do as well. Thank you very much, Darren. I'll let you uh, get a, a much-needed rest. Thank
9: you. Thank well, you. of course, he could beat some of his
7: Flying Lizard team cars.
6: Oh, indeed, yeah. he could. Uh, Di, if you dive in, and ask Darren
4: if he might come and
7: join us in the commentary box and point him in the right direction, if you would. There's the Gilletta in um, our picture.
2: Currently leading the GTS. Nico Prost yep. at the wheel of that one. Dar- Darren Law. Hour 23 minutes in that uh, uh for that stint. 40 laps. His fastest lap time in that uh, sector with 203-430.
7: I like Julian Westwood's name for his team but Toro Verde rather than Toro Rosso. Yes. Which is no longer, of course, Toro Rosso. it has got a, a controversial new name.
2: Um, I'm not looking forward to it. No. <laughs> we're having a conversation between our commentators of, of what we're going to to. To call that, and I've got the perfect answer for you. Thank you very much, Minardi. Yes, I will do that. Which is what it is. It is indeed a Minardi. I was so lucky to be at um, in 2006 to be at Monza when uh, Sebastian Vettel won his first race in the Toro Rosso. Rosso. Um, I I was there as a guest of Williams. i spent the week before in uh, their heritage centre. It's great, isn't it? Oh, brilliant place. And uh, Mark Webber was driving for them at that time, and uh, and uh, I went down to the Ascari chicane, just getting photos, and I get a photo of Mark Webber spinning on the exit. (laughs) He he didn't want to see the photo.
7: Years and years ago, I launched. I launched a lot of Williams in my time, and one of the last ones I did um, was when Thierry Boots and Riccardo Patrese was driving. And, it, and we actually launched it in the old heritage centre, oh, yes. which had, had the, and there was a garage door which we we literally pulled up, and the cars would be hired, the drivers walked nice. out to give it a bit of theatre. I had a smoke machine and an ice machine, and when we did the rehearsal, it was all a bit pathetic. So I told the guys to turn it up a bit. Oh. So when we did the big reveal, the garage door came up, and. There was all this smoke and everything, and literally Burton and Patrese came out behind it. You couldn't even see them. Was <laughs> like, it was like in a dust storm here. I mean, it was funny. Never, and, uh, never, and, never
2: tell uh, an AV technician to give you yeah, more smoke. And
7: <laughs> Frank Frank didn't seem to mind. No. And, it, and the thing was, this this great cloud of smoke then sort of came out of this area and went all over the journalists on the front few rows. <laughs> It's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah. (laughs) Luke Breakers there, the younger of the two uh, sons of Evo, and they've been doing a absolutely mega job, as we would expect, actually. Yes, true. Um, And and Paul Trussell was telling me with with that car, you know, it is for sale, um, but you know, it's done. It's a couple of years old, and everything, you know. Everything just gets a little bit more flexy, and uh, I think they're ready for a new one. But a great club car, you know, now. But these things have to be absolutely new and tight, don't they?
2: Oh, most definitely. You no know, Most, most... Most definitely. We've got an older 901 cup uh, car running out there as well. Yep. You can tell the difference because it's the way the rear wing is attached. These have the swan necks. The 902s yes. have the swan necks. Yeah. And that one, uh, the uh, 901, is attached underneath.
7: Now, I, I should know this, but I'm not quite sure. We've got a red ant and we've got a red camel. The red camel came first, of course. Yes. Well, I can't remember. Even did tell me why they called it red camel. But uh, there'll be a story. There always is. And we're going to see there. camels at the end of this, aren't we? We will indeed. Can I get my camel joke out of the way? Yes, you can. Oh, let's right, do it right. now before the dignitaries yeah, arrive. do it now. So, uh, camel with one hump's a battery. A camel with two humps is a dromedary. What's a camel with three humps called? Humphrey. free. Oh, so yes, I had to get out okay, of here. Okay, <laughs> so your
2: coat's hanging out by the door. <laughs> yeah. Charles made us into the pits now for the 28th. Possibly the... Yes, yeah, but uh, the oh. top two lead cars are in the pits. Well. Yeah, both together. Now, Their the pit stops, uh, um, the Etalant Racing Team had about six pit stops over the, the second-place car uh, when Chris and I were talking earlier on from around about 3 o'clock, um, and uh, the... Uh, the attempt on at racing is sort of eaving that back a bit because uh, remember the excellent racing team had a lot of, did a lot of double drive through through the code 60s yeah. just to top up a little bit more fuel extend the run. I was going to try. I don't think they um, were uh, even contemplating double stinting tyres, but they just wanted to keep the fuel load up so that they could run as long as the driver time would allow and uh, they've been managed to do that so the 22 is getting a 15 second time penalty for causing that collision uh 15 yeah so that will put it yes that's going to be a problem um, for them at the I moment. think that will put them put in, put the 95 into fourth place yes once they come across the line, remember they're, they're, one of them's pitted. I think the 95 has pitted because Sergio Nikolaou has got on board on that. He's only been out for six minutes Yes, They've pitted so that that gap has increased uh, out by about four, where their last pit stop was four, um, four minutes. So. Uh, now, now the engineers are going to be starting to work out
7: yes. their remaining pit stops and so on. What do we reckon? Are three more, I
2: think. I think about three more. We've got four hours 44 to go. Um, These guys are just doing over the hour, hour 10 minutes at the moment. Um, remember that some of the uh, drivers will reach their maximum driving time yes. in the not-too-distant future. They, they, um, some of the pros can only run a certain amount of the race. The semi-pros are pretty much free, and then the AMs, they must complete a certain amount of the race. And uh, that's how the balance of performance yeah, is.
7: T- two hours, isn't it?
2: Yeah, uh, two um, hours is your maximum stint time, yeah. but they all have um, how much of the race they're allowed to do. Like, uh, they may have to do one twelfth of the race yes. or a pro may only and it's still smoking away still yes um or a pro may be told that they can do no more than a certain amount of a percentage of the race you know uh, uh, a third um it was um down at um yes last week last week in axel jeffries with baron motorsports um, they worked his time out to an absolute uh millisecond uh unfortunately uh it uh didn't work out for them in the uh, outright, but they did win the AM category down there in GT3. And this is where the um I think we're going to start looking at um, um, possibly, as you said earlier, um, dropping below the two minutes as we get towards the end.
7: Yeah, well, um, yeah, actually, Nikolai is the fastest guy out there at the moment, the Romanian driver. Yep. Willie Motors man,
2: yeah, the only one in the top ten in the two hundred ones.
7: I think in the twenty-two, Cavus uh, is there. There am, and, and, and Jack Barlow's am plus, despite having not raced for a long time. But anyway, I, I think they're getting Carvss finishing the time he has to do in the car. Yep. Now and then, I, I presume for the last couple of stints, I would think they'll put uh, Lewis Plato back in the car, or, or maybe uh, Rafflebury the
2: uh, Welsh driver. So, just looking at um, what uh, they can do um, for t- uh, AM drivers in um, uh, the uh, t- GTX GT4 TCR, um, uh, a minimum of 12, uh, 12th of a race duration. Just two hours. Two hours. Uh, any pro drivers, a maximum of half uh, race duration allowed. Um, when you have a semi-pro in GD3 AM, maximum of quarter race uh, for those, minimum of 12th of the race for the um, AM BOP um, AM Advantage that's free and uh, then we have the difference of AM, AM Plus um, of what is done, so it's uh, worked all out, uh, 992 AM, if you're running um, AM BOP uh, full lamb drivers not line up. You don't have to worry about it. Um, they everybody can run. Uh, but if you have semi-pro drivers, they can only do a third of the race distance, which is in this race is eight hours. Yeah.
7: So the 54 car, which has been leading for a while now, Lent Racing Team have now put their hot shoe. Well, one of their two hot shoes, I have to say, Christopher Haas in the car. Um, great interview in the night with Chris, wasn't there? I oh think. yes. guys out there. Nobody rose an R8 around faster than he does.
2: 278 um, was crawling down the pit lane. You can uh, see him engage the gear and spin the back wheels yeah. up. So it's a gear selection coming back to haunt the car again. And now, of course, the tyres picking up. Oh, all that. Uh, it's going to take him a lap to get the uh, marbles off the tyres.
7: So Christopher Haas in the, the lead car. The Proton Hoover has now got to the uh, very talented Russian driver, Victor Shatar, in it, who's done Don and uh, been part of that uh, big Russian program, SMP, in the past. And then Dylan Pereira now in the attempt at car, uh, and then it, it's Cavus in uh, fourth place, ahead of uh, Nikolai, although they are running close. And maybe the 15 seconds will make the difference. It may well do. That car has to serve that penalty. And then it's the Indonesian, Sean Galil, guy that uh, ran in some uh, first practice sessions at a number of Grand Prix uh, two or three years ago. He did four or five, actually,
2: uh, for Toro Rosso. So uh, according to the regulations, any penalties more than 30 seconds must be served before the last two hours of the race. Well, all right. So and, uh, but anything under 30 seconds will just be added on to time. Oh, will it? Yeah.
7: Oh, I wish they t- t- we have to do the sums then.
2: <laughs> I'm not doing sums. I just I just did a sum. Yeah. Um, our lead car, Christopher Hayes and the et- 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 uh, racing team, have been leading for the last 262 laps. Right. Okay. How solid is that? Yeah. You know, we're on 488 laps. That's over half the race they have led now. They did swap backwards and forwards um, in the early part of the race. The last race leader was a T car on lap 225 and only led for a lap from GetSpeed, who led from 223 to 24, and then S's lap from 193. So that's where they really got it, and they were swapping on pit stops um, with the uh, GetSpeed car. And uh, that is the 9, which unfortunately retired. That's one of the AMG Mercedes yeah. uh, that uh, retired from the race, but always up the pointy end of the field. Back at the
7: wheel of the SMP, that Porsche is now uh, Vitaly Petrov. After his uh, Formula One, three years he did, um
2: did a season at DTM. Yeah, about now the sun's up, everybody's settling in. Now everybody starts to listen for the rattles. And uh, Team Captain America by Baz Racing is getting a 10-second penalty for right. track limits, six offence. So you get three offences, you're okay. Once you get up to six offences, that's when the penalties kick in. And then if you get to nine, you get another 10-second penalty. It just, just continues on. As they put in these new regulations um, in uh, Kuwait um, uh, at the, uh, the second running of the uh, 12 hours, the Hancock 12 Hours of Kuwait, um, uh, that's when they introduced uh, the okay, if anybody gets really, really out there with their track limits, we will um, I'll give them a drive through penalty which is something you don't want because a 10-second penalty you serve when you come into the pits, you know, and you've got to do a pit stop anyway. It just adds 10 seconds onto your four-minute-long pit stop. If you have to do a drive-through, that means you cannot stop, and it's 40 kilometres an hour down this very, very long um, pit lane, and uh, there should be a code 60... Um, measure for uh, sorry, the pit lane time from pit in to pit out which I will try and find
7: DC badge on the chatter. BRDC the British Racing Drivers Club has 800 members. 600 of them qualified for being racing drivers. Oh, uh, who was, was Damon Hill in charge of that for a while? A little while, yes. Yeah, um, David Coulthard is our president. Okay, so, so we got 600 uh, racing driver members and 200 associates like myself uh, having done things for motorsport. Oh, yes. Uh, I think mine, I, I pretty well bought mine, actually, because I brought quite a lot of sponsorship to Silverstone back a long time ago, <laughs> including the main sponsor for the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, it's a great club to be in, and uh, uh, a lot of people... Yeah, and, uh, and a, to, to become member, you, you have to... There's a quite complicated almost point system you have to oh, have no. a lot of oh you have to have decent results in lots of things and quite recently this series was added
2: to the championships that count wow that's uh oh that's interesting so this series uh, looks like a disc change going on down there it's the 795 in to the pits for a disc change and let's uh, head down to the pit lane in the well, overcast. A little bit of sun around there. What do you got for us, Diana? Uh,
4: the, sun, the, sun is, the sun is starting to try and come out. Um, yeah, you're just talking about the 795 um, that's in here now. Nico Prost has just jumped out from behind the wheel. And
9: um, Nico, how was that stick for you? Oh, it was good, you know. It was a tough fight uh, all night long with the KTM. Uh, And when I got in the car, I thought it was going to be a push-push, but uh, apparently they got a problem midway from my scene, so now we have a bit of comfort to check the car and just get it to the end.
4: Lawrence is going to go out for for the remainder, isn't he?
9: Yeah, I mean, Lawrence is going there. I think, uh, you know, he's very smart, so he's going to, you know, just cruise it to the end.
4: So, Nico, it's great to see you back racing. Um, how How did this involvement for you come about? Sorry, I didn't. It's great to see you back racing. How did this involvement for you come about?
9: Uh, well, you'll learn a bit more, but uh, obviously we met. Uh, I tested the Ginetta p 3 at the end of last year, and uh, they kindly invited me for here. And uh, it's been a lot of pleasure so far, and I hope to do more during the season. How much are you enjoying this Dubai 24? Yeah, very much. Really cool event. You don't get much sleep, that's the only thing, but it's really nice. Yeah, it's not got too many comforts, has it? Yeah, and, like, the between the stints is very short, so, yeah, I barely slept, but now I think I'm done, so it's good.
4: It's, beca- it's because they've got you in the car, they just think, well, we'll just keep using you as much as possible, for sure. You're not getting much sleep because they've got you behind the wheel. You're obviously an asset.
9: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's for this, but, yeah, if I slept, like, I... I... Like two hours, it's the max, uh, but it was okay. I was a bit worried about after the second stint, like, whoa, oh, it's going to be short, but in and it was okay. And
4: what's the traffic like out there as we've come into the sort of the morning?
9: Well, it gets better and better, but uh, now it's quite, quite difficult. Sometimes you get into a big pack, then the truck is really big. At the moment it's much better now.
4: Okay, thank you. Thank Looks
2: you. more and more like his dad, and uh, look at that nose. <laughs> uh, <look. laughs> yes, you can see that. Well, we've got 4 hours 32 to go, but we did have about 12 hours of darkness. Um, and uh, we're going to now run with the... Uh, have a look at the highlights of what happened last night. And uh, that was a, a brief overview of t- about 12 hours till the sun came up at 7 o'clock this morning. And, Andrew Merrick, you spotted something very interesting that happened just before we went on uh, the highlights.
7: We were speculating, weren't we, whether someone would go back under the 2 minutes flat mark and just as we were coming into that lovely little package... Exactly that happened. Christopher Haas went down into the 199. He's back at 201 now. uh, Penalty for the century, track limit infringement, 10-second penalty. That will be added on, so we've got to take that into account.
2: Well, that's his second one. He's already served the other one, so that one is actually part of... So he served the other one, so uh, that's a new one. That that was served at 8.29, just gone. So uh, that they don't need uh, need that in uh, with this battle for GT3 Pro Am one and two, Carl uh, Cover Century Motorsport um, with that penalty. Sergey um from the Manamura Energy by AB Motors. Um, uh, the gaps are seesawing at the moment due to their pit stop um, uh, pit stop schedule as um, we are under four and a half hours until we see the check and flag here for um, uh, the Middle East Trophy powered by Hancock at the, here at the 19th running of the 24 hours of Dubai. We've
7: got at the wheel now and just coming into to the pit sacks in 99, Dylan Pereira in the attempt racing uh, Audi, but uh, Dylan Pereira is one of several Porsche Super Cup champions that uh, are in this race and... Um, he won it, of course, Dylan, two years ago. He's the 22 champion. And then before that was the Dutchman, uh, with the team from GP Elite. He now had a Dubai connection, with not he? Larry Ten Vaughan, and they they
2: got, Larry Ten Boy, yes. And indeed. then before
7: that, for three years, Michael Auermuller. And then before that, Sven Muller, who's racing here. And uh, Earl Bamber, who's had connections down these parts of the world. Um, he won it in
2: 2014. Do the Attempto team have a, a, a problem? He's only been out on track 14 minutes. Okay, this is not a scheduled pit stop. So, this is something else. He's only done seven laps and uh, he is back in the pits. And uh, it's going to be interesting it's going to going see. Into the garage. It's going into the 99, going into the garage on lap 494. It's on the dollies so and it's going in there,
7: and I'm sure Diana will be following it very soon. But, of course, the other Porsche Super Cup champion we got in this race, and we interviewed him uh, about 6 o'clock-ish, wasn't it? It was Patrick Heisman, who won it four years running. I've forgotten that. I thought it was three. 97, 98, 99, and 2000. First-ever Porsche Super Cup champion, Alfred Hager. Wow. Great guy, Alfred, actually. Um, So...
2: So, Carl Covers has also come in in, in the BMW um, that was leading the uh, yeah. pro- Pro-Am. We were speculating who they're going to put in that car yes. now. We, I, I think
7: Carl has done his two hours. And uh, they the Am in the team. So, I wonder what's happened with that attempt to car. There's the, up on the jacks, is the uh, BMW. What do you think about that um, kidney-shaped grill? Because we used to see them the other way around, through 90 degrees, aren't we, earlier on?
2: Very cruelly, that has been called a beaver teeth grill.
7: <laughs> yeah, uh, had heard that. So, yes, so,
2: the beaver yeah, teeth yeah. or the meerkat teeth. Yeah. Um, it's uh, either one of those is befitting. Um, I just can't get used to it. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I put a... Uh, BMW grill grill, uh, on an E320, E30 um, M3 looks perfect. Yeah. On a a 840 looks perfect. On that, yeah. I just can't. I'm sorry. It's a taste (laughs) thing. I don't have any taste at the best of times, but (laughs) I just can't like that. I'm really, really sorry.
7: Well, it's still showing covers in the car. Uh, going into fuel.
2: Yeah, they'll um, switch over when I they come out. Switch, I, yeah, I didn't yeah,
7: see yeah. who was in it. Um, so a couple of tasks for Di, really. Nice to hear from Carl. Um, and maybe he can talk a bit about his track limits. And... Uh, but uh, also, that's what... Oh, is there, look.
2: Yes, always on the spot, just getting herself sorted out. And...
4: Um, having a, a quick chat with Dylan there who's uh, come to have a chat with me but it looks as if well Dylan, you've obviously had to take put the car back into the garage, what's the problem?
10: Yeah, so I was driving uh, like five laps in my stint um, some, somehow then I start to brake and something broke on the rear right I uh, don't know yet uh, what's what happened exactly, I still have to see but it uh, looks like we have to end up a race here
4: that's very unfortunate, certainly at this point in the race, but was there any indication that there might be something? Had you had any uh, offs on track or anything during the night?
10: Not really, so I was, uh, everything was feeling normal, so suddenly I just went on brakes and something broke straight away, so I luckily even catch the car. Um, yeah, so at that point I just came in and then, uh, yes, So I still have to see what what happens exactly. But, uh, yeah, looks like we had to end up. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we were looking quite good for a podium. So it's like it is, motorsports, shame. But, uh, yeah, let's see what we can do.
4: Incredibly frustrating for you and the team after such a a great effort out there. But um, have you enjoyed the Dubai 24 hours up to that point? Were you enjoying it?
10: Ah, Definitely. I think Dubai is always special. I think uh, as always... My first race of the of the year, and uh, yeah, it makes it always special to be here in the in the sun when when at home everything is cold. So uh, I really enjoyed it. Shame that at the end we could not uh, have a podium, which uh, could uh, give a prize to all the mechanics and all the team, which did a good job. Come back
4: fighting next time.
10: Thank you, Dylan awesome. Pereira, there, driver of uh,
2: the uh, 99, which uh, seems to be not going to take any. Further part of this race and finishes um, uh, with uh, around about 491 laps, as uh, you heard him say. Oh, that something on the rear bright broke. The heartbreak
7: of that. It it is
2: just, I mean, four, four hours 23 to go. Yeah, just uh, just horrible stuff. As the they, the team said overnight, um, uh, we're talking to them and say it's best if something happens in the first hour. You got a long time to fix it. When it happens in the last four hours, you don't get that opportunity. Well, that's interesting because Century put Jack Barlow back
7: in the car again, <laughs> and we, we know Jack can lap at 201 in this car.
2: Yeah, indeed.
7: As,
4: Go ahead. I was just picking up on your point about Jack Barlow. We obviously heard you talking earlier yeah. about him and uh, how impressed
7: you were Absolutely with his performance. Obviously. This guy's done hardly any racing for ten years, and you heard him say in your interview die earlier, the longest race I've ever done before is twenty minutes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I couldn't
7: believe it. Captain America t- in the pits, by the way. Yeah, yeah great, great job down there, yeah. Di. We've had it. You know, I, I trained you well. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly
4: did. I'm flagging yeah. a bit now. I've got to, I've got to be honest. But, uh, yeah, we... One
7: person I would like to hear from, though. Um, and uh, he is in the other century card. He's in the 14 at the moment. Is Sean Khalil, the Indonesian... Uh, Put former former 2 racer yeah. and very successful in the WEC these days. Um, I don't think we've spoken to him through the show, but it's nice mm. to hear from him. But he might be in the car for another hour, of course. But uh, there we are. Uh,
4: I know it's not the right time, but I'll have yeah. um, um, to have
7: a word actually with Nathan Freak Century Motorsport and ask why they put Barlow back in the car and how many hours he's actually done because
2: he seemed to have been in it forever. You know Nathan, don't okay. you know,
4: Yes, yeah,
2: will do. Thanks, Di. Down in the pit lane as it warms up downstairs. I suppose we ought to just go through the classes again because
7: you're just noticing that uh, in 992, the uh, Kuwaiti car is back in the lead. Ooh. It's very close, isn't it? And they obviously lead the ab as well. And uh, what a gap there? Well, do you know, it's looking as if it's over a lap now.
2: Could be uh, could be pit uh, pit stop. To, uh, it, 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 yeah,
7: it's now showing us one lap, and it could be the way it's safe recycling for the fuel because the fuel loses your lap, doesn't it? At least, yeah, at least yeah. Yeah. yeah, bit more lap, bit more. And good effort, you know, by um, RPM Racing with Crow, uh Nicholas Johnson now in the car, and they're second in AM. Had a very good run in that car at the uh, Nürburgring 24 Hours last year, finished yeah. third in the category. Um, and, of course, uh, we've got Tracy Crone, the uh, owner, and we're seeing the car uh, there that you can't miss the Crone colours. Uh, oil man from Houston, Texas, started his career working for Mobil Oil, but uh, then became, uh, I think... It, I'm sure exactly what he does in the oil industry. Where yep. he just, I think he pumps it, actually. pumps <laughs> it out of the ground. Um, a bit of that goes on around here. Uh, a little oh, bit. There's uh, not so much oil in the UAE now, so, but it's it built such a, a strong economy up, having had that as its base originally.
2: Well, the base, yeah, it, well, it was oil and pearls. Um, uh, Dubai, I didn't know that. Uh, Dubai was pearling. Ah, oh, um, uh, pearl Dubai, there, Dubai's yeah. got uh, he's, uh, quite a small emirate. Um, And it doesn't have a lot of oil. All the oil is out in the empty quarter uh, heading towards Saudi Arabia, mainly in Abu Dhabi. And you've done some rally work out there. And that's where all the rigs are out of Mount Zayed and all the way down uh, towards um, uh, the uh, sealer on the Saudi border. Um, So that's where all that is. Dubai's built on investment and uh, has been that. Yeah. So uh, that's the way it is. We've got a massive solar plant out the back here as well, and the big yeah. solar thing. So, And you can see all the solar panels on the top of the pit building from where we are. So it's all about going green and green initiative. We had COP28 here as well. Yes. So uh, there was a lot of uh, movement going on um, with uh, uh, evolving uh, away from uh, a basis of oil and oil we do that here in Dubai because we're based on investment, you know, um, the port down um, at Jebel Alley is one of the biggest ports in the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of people bring stuff in here to store it but um, because we've got lots of desert. Yeah. Um, there's it, probably going to be a, there's massive amounts of cars down there because in, if you try and store them in Japan the the price of storage on, on yes. that is so expensive. Yeah. Here, you only pay duty on them when you take them out. Yeah. Okay, so it's very very yeah, smart.
7: Gibraltar so, is a free zone. Isn't yes, it okay? is indeed. Yep. Can, can we do a bit of geography yep. uh, for a moment? Um, Tell me about the Emirates. Got oh, the six, is it? No, Seven Emirates. The, Sh- the, Sh- the Sharjah, we know. I've been up running that's, there. That's,
2: that's next door. Oh, then, and then, of
7: course, the Abu Dhabi is the other big one. And then there's
2: Raz. Raz Al khima Amon Quain, um, Fujira. Okay. So And
7: it, each of them has some, a family that... Yes. ...originally, anyway.
2: Yeah, um, the originally, um, Abu Dhabi is where the ruler is, OK? Yes. Sheikh Mohammed... Um, uh, so he's the ruler of this combined group of... Yeah. So he's one country, UAE
7: is yes. a country, Dubai is, is an emirate within that, a bit like Britain,
2: I suppose, with Wales, Scotland... Scotland. Exactly, so yeah. Abu, Abu Dhabi basically is where the ruling seat um, is... Um, uh, and uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahan, um, the president. And uh, here in Dubai, um, we have His Highness um, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum. He's he the vice president and prime minister. Uh, of uh, the,
7: uh, but his sports more horse racing.
2: Yes, so we've got the big endurance uh, racing centre out at Babel Shams. Um, where they do the endurance racing. His horse was always at number seven. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's uh, taken a rest from that um, now, he's, uh, but uh, still very heavily involved. He, he will always be down at May, May Dam for the World richest Horse, for yeah. horse Race coming up next month. So uh, yeah, uh, a lot going on with the royalty. But every every ha- has its ruling family. Yes. Uh, but all based under the laws of the UAE, and uh, they all have different. They might have different speed limits. Uh, no they've got no. different policing. It's very similar to Australia with the uh, states. Yes. Yeah, very very. Yeah. Ge- yeah. Very very similar. Very interesting. Right? But the geography. Just to yes. um have We got. I um, would
7: we'll just talk about seven, of course, a famous number. Yes. Indeed, Barry, Barry Sheen. Barry and Sheen. Sterling Moss. Exactly. Sterling Moss had cufflinks with the seven with. The would oh, be the that's uh, nice. continental cross, you know, the seven with the the cross, and those
2: cufflinks are auctionaries. really. Gold though, they right? always wore them. Yeah, so I was very, very fortunate to uh, be at the Goodwood Revival a few years back, and um, Sir S- S- yeah. Sterling was racing his Leceller, and I was in the paddock, and you know what the paddock's like there. You, you just, you just o- walk up. Oscar, the Oscar, yeah, yeah, Oscar, and uh, I just walked up and I said and just wanted to get a little bit of a, uh, a, a an idea of what it was like. And let, let's go on board now with Don Lang in the 929 as he makes his way around turn number 16 up through the uh, paddle shift gearbox on the 992 uh, GT3 Cup car. This is running in the 992 AM category. Now into the braking zone. You can see the braking boards on the left-hand side. Down into turn one. Don't take too much curve there. Now move the car over to the left. On top of the curve at two. Now you've got to bolt up to the uh, double right-hander at three. Don't go in too close. Four. Now you've got to get the car over the right-hand side of the road for five. Everybody straight lining that now. Break down into six. Go down one gear. Now coming into the tighter turn seven here down another gear. Now accelerate out of here Up towards the 8-9 complex The Parabolica Take the first apex in Run up the the road Now turn down the hill Hit the apex at the bottom Get on the throttle early That's going to maximise your speed down the straight As we go over the bumps where the uh, international circuit comes in There's the club circuit going off to the right hand side Now we're heading down to the hardest braking zone on the circuit All of the braking boards have gone Notice the 100 there Down to second gear around this hairpin, this is turn 10, you might short shift out of here, he is short shifting out of there, up around level, now we start running up the hill, towards uh, turn number 12. Uphill entry, there's a bump on the apex and there's a downhill exit. Very easy to lose the back end of the car around here. Just a little bit of a a correction there on the way out of the corner. Now down to the flat out sweeper at turn 13. Keep it planted through here. Where are you going to break? What line are you going to take through the bowl? He's taking the early apex. He's going to run up to the top, turn down, get on the throttle early on the outer of 14. Now over to the left-hand side. 15 comes up to you pretty quickly. Don't run too wide over the ripple strips on the outside. You can lose some grip now downhill into the braking zone of turn number 16. And there is a lap of the 5.39 kilometre, 16 turns of the Dubai Autobahn.
7: Outstanding call, well done. Um, Something very interesting. The two century cars are running fourth and fifth. Yep. In the 22 car is Jack Barlow. We've heard about it. Yes. The kid hasn't raced for 10 years. Only done a 20-minute race. He is lapping in 201.896. Last lap. Behind him, Sean Gallier. Nine years in Formula Three, Formula yep. Two, Formula 3.5. Renault has been on the podium at Le Mans in SMP2 recently. He's lapping in 2.02 Jack Barlow this kid who's been out of racing for 10 years he's faster at the moment in similar cars might not be quite in the same shape as Indonesia's finest racing driver and a man who has tested in 17 and 18 um, the Toro Rosso in, in the first session of five Grand proofs
2: We've got a storm coming in, folks. We? we have got a storm coming in. Diana Beach just messaged me saying it's raining ten minutes up the road, and I just opened up my weather radar, and there is a massive storm cell just off the coast of Dubai, well, just coming over um, uh, uh, the Palm Jumeirah at the moment. Uh, we can't ah. see it because it's a uh, it's a bit uh, blocking, but it is raining down is on it, the coast at the coming, moment. Is it coming our way? Do you think? Well, I'm just going to do my timing to see where this is coming through. It is actually running. up the coast but it is coming inland um, and uh, we're alongside Arabian ranches and uh, that the storm is moving in this way wow um, it's a green which is drizzle and there is some light rain in one of them and there is some heavy rain in the others could we be on for something completely different <laughs> oh wow so, we do cloud seeding here in the UAE, <laughs> and it works, obviously. And I love that onboard shot where you see all the buildings behind And
7: One thing you do see in the shots, and you've seen it in Dubai ever since I have been first came here in 1981, is tower cranes in the background.
2: The Bureau of Meteorology have just released oh, yes. chance of convective clouds associated with rainfall and fresh winds and bloody dust from now until 5pm this evening.
7: 989, MRS GT Racing, 12th effects of track limits. 10 okay, second time penalty. And... Yeah, ...the times. The previous lap, um, Jack Barlow was even faster than Christopher Haas, but now Haas has done back down into the 201s again. Um, Victor Scheiter in the Proton Porsche, Proton Huber competition car. He's dropping quite a bit of time to um, the others and he's doing a lapping on 203s and Nicolai, the Romanian who runs that particular uh, Manomari Energy uh, car, he is lapping very swiftly in 202.8.
2: There's the weather. There it is. Yes. It's a dark cloud, 23 degrees, but in that is some drizzle at the moment and possibly some rain. Just got a message also. It's a... Storms approaching Daytona at the oh same no, time. We've got to get it. Get it. Yeah. He's probably going to have a heart attack over I mean, this one. Um, but there is uh, the storm clouds um, approaching at The Dubai Autodrome. We have four hours and nine minutes to go in this uh, the 19th running of the 24 hours of Dubai Middle East Trophy around three powered by Hankook. It's going to be decided all at one o'clock. But how is uh, this gonna play out? Hankook have bought the, uh, the wet tyres, um, there is a, a... I would love to be out the back of pit lane at the moment because I think there's a little bit of action going on there of, of everybody getting the wets ready just in case it comes down. Now, the track is still quite warm. A little bit of drizzle will make it slippery, but uh, the slicks will still hang on. If we do get a downpour, and remember here we do get really, really exceptional rainy, uh, very, very isolated heavy showers, if that comes across, it'll definitely be, um a You know, race control will probably throw a code 60 out straight away just so they can get everybody back to the pits safely to get onto the wet weather tyres. But, but, uh, yeah, this is going to be very, very interesting. But these are so localised little storm cells, they could go either side of the circuit and it could be raining in Arabian ranches. It could be raining on Sport City either side of the circuit and we may get nothing at all here in the middle.
7: Yeah, interestingly i see that the two gt4 cars um the continental racing your, your friends there yeah from the circuit, um by ttr toyota that of course is leading gt4 it's, it's been doing all race i believe yeah. but uh, the lap behind it is uh, the uh,
2: the ivan
4: uh ivan Ritz, Stem, the,
7: yeah. yes that that uh, that machine there, no, that BMW.
2: The AGMC, uh, uh, oh, no, uh, racing by T- uh, by uh, Simpson Motorsport. Now, they've yeah. been swapping positions on pit stops. Now, yeah. the Continental car racing by TT has got 22 pit stops. They're due for another one. They've been out for an hour and 45 minutes. I spoke with Craig Thompson, the head on show at TTR. Yeah. They've already done their disc change, so they don't need to do that again. Um, the... Um, there is a one pit stop difference again. Um, the, uh, the 438 is only 14 minutes into its stint, so there's going to be another pit stop there that's probably going to alter that around. And I reckon they're going to hold him out for a little while just to see if this rain starts to come yeah, in. Yeah. And it will be very, very intelligent of people to look at, OK, when is this all going to happen?
7: One guy I don't think we've given too much of a shout-out to um, because he's running down there in 16th place in the MRS GT Porsche is James Winslow. Now, no. he's, a, James Winslow, he's 40 now. Of course, he's been the back from um, 06. He was the Asian Formula 3 champion. He was the Formula Renault V6 champion who went and won the Australian Formula 3 championship, didn't he? Uh, he's running very well in the Asian and World series. And, of course, um, he received that gold award from the Royal Humane Society for pulled the the driver out of a car in a Formula 3 race in Asia um, back in 07 I I think he received that award from the Queen actually so James uh, Winslow nice to have him racing here with us he's runner up in uh, the Asian Le Mans series uh, back in 16 and he's won the Golf 12 hours as well so um, that's James so oh, nice to get word with him possibly what's happening in 992 uh, Julian Hanses is still ahead of Rick Royke's and is at the moment lapping quicker than, uh, than Rick but not by much Arsene pulling away a couple of seconds, a lap from the second-place car of Victor Scheiter. And uh, Sergio Nicolai, third. Finished third overall in a cop car in the Sebring 24 hours. it uh, three years ago now, I think. And uh, Jack Barlow still just going a little bit quicker than... Uh, Sean Galil in the sister car, not much in it though. But uh, in fact, uh, Galil a bit quicker than Barlow that last time round. So, both those BMWs going with BMW finishing third at first and third last year with the factory team. And, uh, famous Valentino Rossi, yes, and uh, as a biker must have been excited to see Valentino races he's had his first win since selling cars of course full factory BMW yes, driver w, now.
2: yeah
7: and uh, uh, I don't know what it's like here but in the UK you see so many people ride motorcyclists with uh, with his uh, crash helmet numbers and so on as uh, so we have the uh, 17 in the pits
2: James Winslow at the wheel of the, yeah. that one um, uh, I
7: wonder if he'll climb out if he, he does
2: maybe dying. There's not a lot of urgency going there isn't, on there. No, no, I think they may have a little bit of problem there. They're currently running fifth in the AM class, sixteenth overall well, they, in that MRS uh, GT racing Porsche. underneath it, they? Are, they, are they? thinking about doing a disc brake change? Well, normally that. Well, no, there's
7: no energy. Is there, there, it? It's, it's right. just like
2: it's. So, team managers in there. Uh, oh, look, I think this is going to go into the garage. It's up on the high, it's up on the jacks which is the normal for what yeah. they're doing but everybody's just m- not moving around very much um, and uh, maybe the trolleys will come out of the garage no they're just dropping it down on the drags. The door's still open. I think they're going to push it and uh, push it into
4: the garage. I think you're right so that is but definitely
7: one for Di to go and see if you can find James. yeah it's been pushed backwards. Well, forwards, and then it'll go backwards. Uh, put it on the dollies. Uh, well, this could be another heartbreak story, couldn't it? Yes, just four hours to go now. Four out of the 24. We really are at the sharp end. And, uh, commentator's cursed, so, of course. But, um... It's looking pretty good, isn't it, at the moment? It's pulling away all the time from... Now, that rain we can see... Oh,
2: look at the black! As
7: they say where I come from, it's black over Bill's mother's.
2: Yes, indeed. Now, (laughs) that is moving towards us, unfortunately. That's coming from the coast, and that is moving towards us. It may pass by on the right-hand side um, of us. I'm constantly updating my weather radar just to make sure um, where it is. Now, that there... We have uh, a notification that we have um, some raindrops have arrived on at the circuit. Well, There's a car you can see has done the best part 24. That's a
7: Russian uh, car with damage on the left front. Looks quite new that damage actually.
6: And, uh, yeah,
2: it does look quite new actually. Normally, it's uh, bits of, by that time have fallen off. Yes.
7: So it is Petrov at the wheel. And I uh, wonder what he thinks about driving a car like this and on done all that too.
2: Well, after it's that turn, turn 14 collision with the 714, that has been now in the pits uh, for uh, just over an hour and 11 minutes. So, obviously, damage caused from that collision with the 277 um, has uh, put that uh, into the pits and uh, they're currently down in 32 uh, position. They're still OK in G- GTX because the Vortex has also been in the pits for 56 minutes, oh, OK? So the, uh, there's only one GTX car on the track at the moment. That's uh, the Genetta G56 of Lawrence Tomlinson, the 795, currently running uh, 20th outright and leading the ggs category the gap between our pro uh, in gd3 58 seconds manamuri energy by evi motors leading the century motorsport uh, team 58 uh, is not a long time um manamuri uh, energy um, have only done 19 stops um, compared to uh, the, uh, the century motor 25 stops for that car um, they're running in the Pro-Am. The car, their other car, the Citroen car that uh, Sean Galal is in at the moment, um, in uh, the number 14. That is actually running in the AM category, so uh, and leading the AM category as well. Um, so uh, it's uh, getting a little uh, tight uh, out there. Oh, yeah, code yeah, 60. Yeah, like, code that's... 60. It's raining on the circuit. It's raining on the circuit, and we are under code 60. Cars going off.